Hey, this is Curtis Cantwell from Powers Bike Shop, and you're listening to the BMX in Our Blood podcast. This isn't about being a good storyteller. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm a it's, great storyteller. I mean, I have probably tons of stories. I don't think I'm a great storyteller. I'm not either. Like, I can... I'm not. That's why I'm doing this to you, because I, I can't do it. Yeah, I could be like, oh, yeah, we did this and that, but oh, yeah, that was it. That's what it was. Uh, so Jason Carnes threw the question there in there about how bummed were you about not being able to go to the 2005 seven where is canada everyone kind of knew but it didn't it's your life like it didn't and you all i know is you came back and maybe that ties to coming back strong because maybe that's when things change for you i don't know it was Um, just i don't even know how long you were in for i have no idea well so so Originally, yeah, I went to jail in 1993, September 1993. I came home from the Memphis Grands. Yes, there was a warrant out for me. Shit. Turned myself in. Yeah, yeah. Went to jail. Yeah. Uh, with no no uh, no bail. No bail. So I sat in prison for a month, oh or jail, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So when my when it came up, uh, like my court date, mm-hmm. uh, I just wanted to get out of jail. I didn't want to go to jail. Sure. And then, so I ended up going on a year home confinement. Okay. So I had an ankle bracelet mm-hmm. and a little box in my house. And, uh, yeah, that's why I didn't race from like 93 and 94. Yeah, Cause yeah. I was on home confinement jail yeah, yeah. Right, right. for that whole year. Oh, so only one month was actually in jail. Yeah, one month was in jail. Then your home confinement. Then home confinement for a year, which right, I wasn't allowed right. to do anything. But if you look at like my record, yeah. it says I served a year right, in right, prison. Right. Because that's technically jail time. <clears throat> right. And this was way back then, so it's I think home confinement was fairly new. Yeah. You know what probably. I mean? So uh that was my ninety three, ninety four season. Gotcha. And then uh, but then all that I kinda went on the Technical straight and narrow path. Like, I got in some sure. trouble, but I tried to stay out of jail. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, enough of this. So, like, <laughs> like amount of time went by. Like, nine years. And then, uh, like, 2001. 2001 or two, mm-hmm. me and my friend got into this huge brawl with an ex-girlfriend's boyfriend. And I got in a shitload of trouble then. So, that was, like I said, 2001. Like an assault type of thing. Yeah, like a felony assault. So, that was uh, 2000. Like was that the deal with the first time? No, but they brought that up. Like you just have a history of getting in trouble. I got you. So, so they're trying to put this. So they were, this case. Yeah. So they were trying to. A, yeah, just being like a whatever, gonna troublemaker or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's two thousand. It had to be two thousand. It was two thousand one or two. It was in February. Yeah. So anyway, I got in trouble. They let me out. Right. Uh, I got bailed out. Right. Um. So. For like a year and a half, we kept going to court. Yeah, a year and and they, half. and they were like pushing for like hardcore jail yeah. time. I was like, then they came up with a deal. They're like, look, you take. I think they were gonna give my friend a felony, me a felony, and because I had been in trouble a lot more, they would give me give me jail time. So I was like, look, I told my lawyer, I was like, look, I don't want to go to jail, like. I just don't want to go to jail. Like, who the hell wants to go to jail? You yeah. know what I mean? It would have been like a, a yeah. year and a half, two like year uh, term. Right. So it ended up, I ended up with a 10-year suspended. 
mm-hmm. 10 years probation, which brought me into like, I think that when year. I think I settled it in 2003. Yeah. So my 10 years started then. Oh. So I wasn't, so for the first year I was on probation, oh. I had to go see like a counselor and she was all yeah. right. She let right. me do a road trip with a buddy of mine in 2004. Around, oh yeah. All around the country, me and my, me and a buddy. Really? Yeah. And I got, we, he got in trouble in Montana. So when I got back, she was like, I told you not to get in any, I'm like, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't do anything, blah, blah, blah. So Go she was, association yeah, and, so that was that. So then uh, I had been with a girl I'm with now mm-hmm. for just over a year and we wanted to move to California. Mm-hmm. So I kept asking probation, hey, I want to move, I want to move. They're like, no, 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 no. They couldn't just assign you to someone else nope. in California. Nope, they couldn't. So uh, That's in nice. 2004, mm-hmm. I just moved. I moved to California. Didn't tell. I mean, I did, I told everybody I knew I was leaving. I just didn't tell probation. Like, don't you have to randomly check in? No, they they because I was good mm-hmm. for a good amount of time. They're like, you don't have to come in. Yeah, you know, you just stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, and your probation is going to end 2013. Right. So coming up 2000. Uh, I lived in California. Mm-hmm. Wanted to go to the Worlds. Right. Uh, went to Michigan. Uh-huh. Qualified. Right. And I was winning that race. I ended up getting passed by Tommy Opencar and Phil Potisnack. No way. So I got third at the USAC race. But that was enough, right? You just yeah. You just, need, you just need to make the main. But I think I just wanted, I wanted oh, to win. Oh, that's right. It's just make, You okay. just make the main. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I wanted to win. I was like 30 and over. Yeah. Uh, so 2000... So that was that qualifier. Mm-hmm. So 2007, me and my yeah. girlfriend planned the whole worlds. Yeah. Pay for flights. Right. Register all that. Fly from LA to like yeah. Canada. Right. Hey, can I see your passport? Yeah, no worries. Yeah. They're like, yeah, do you mind if we talk to you for a minute? Oh, no. I'm like, yeah, sure. I thought it was like a random pullover. You know, you just get pulled over in the airport. Yeah. Get pulled in to the yeah. room and the lady's like, we, you, we can't let you into Canada. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, would you mind telling us about this? I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like 2000, whatever. Me and my, f- got into a fight with this dude over a girl. And, yeah, yeah, you know, it was, right. you know, it was, that sure. was that, whatever. Right. She's like, well, it goes against like Canada's policy. Uh, you have a violent crime. We can't let you in. I was like, look, man, I'm just going to race a bike. Yeah. This is where I'm going to be staying. This uh-huh. is how long I'm going to be here. Right. I'm like, you can't let me in? They're like, nope. I was like, I can't like pay a fine? Like, right, right, like look, right. I've got all this money spent. They're yeah. like, nope. Took my passport. Yeah. The airport. True. You have to stay in here. We're booking you on the next flight back to America. And that's it. Oh so they kept God. my passport. They booked me a flight. Uh-huh. Stuck me on a flight back to California. Yeah. And that was right. that. So 2007 Worlds was like shot. So then... uh that was that about like the so the jail thing was it was really more I went to jail back when I was younger but I was but I was like another fight but I was facing jail time again so everything was basically fights which would equal assaults yeah whatever it was just like years of racked up like from 18 to you know yeah so they kept seeing like a a pattern you know what I mean what's always nice is if if you do it and you can can turn into a, a positive that someone else might be able to kind of turn their life around because of something yeah, you yeah, went yeah. through. That's always nice if if that's in your heart. If it's well, yeah. If I it, mean, if, 
I think growing up, I got in a lot of well, I did definitely yeah. got in a lot of trouble. Um, you want well, hold on that. You tell it how you want to later. Like if you lived in a depressed area, you're far more likely to have that type of stuff. Yeah. And if you didn't, then it's because you were hanging around people that would lead yeah, you yeah, into yeah. that anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's there's a number of reasons you know yeah. that people could take the wrong path and then pay for it yeah. for a bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to talking about anything like getting in trouble, stealing and fighting. Because now, I, I, it's stupid. Like, I thought I, I thought it was fun at the time. And you don't ever really think it's going to, like, affect yeah. you as you get older. But, like, it clearly did. Right. It, it affected places I wanted to live with my yeah. girlfriend. Like, they did background checks and they said, hey, he can't live here. You know what I mean? So, like, For, I don't know about forever, but I tried to move in an apartment here in Marshfield. Mm-hmm. They ran a background check on me and knew that I had gotten in trouble. And they said, it you can't move in. It doesn't drop? Like, it, there's got to be a way to petition no, to have it go. I'd have to go get it expunged. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think when I made the deal, I think I made a deal where I couldn't get it expunged. I think. <sighs> I, don't, I don't remember. If it's been, yeah. you know, yeah. 18, 19 years since I got in trouble with it. You know what I mean? But, That's like, what... I never thought it would affect things like that. You know, like, like it affected my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, not so yeah. much. I didn't care so much that it was about me. Sure. But it affected her that she couldn't move into a spot because of me. You know what right. I mean? So that, that kind of, like, pissed me off. And that's, like, the, yeah. I guess, the shit you don't think of, like, mm-hmm. when you're doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? And, I mean, my life wasn't great growing up. Yeah. It was in the early part of the years. Sure. Like, my teen years were kind of, were shitty and I ended up hanging out with a bunch of dudes and we were all into hood rat shit and wanted to... Yeah. Yeah. Wanted to... I think we were just into like causing stupid trouble, you know what I mean? And then we were with a bunch of we were a bunch of guys that I didn't like fighting, but we were a bunch of guys that yeah. would fight whenever right. it came down to it. Mm-hmm. So it just we were it was a right. we had this core group of dudes that would just like brawl, brawl. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was it was interesting. I mean, I'm getting old. I'm a little brittle. I told you, but. You know, if you're into it, maybe we could just brawl later in the living yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Show you know, me how just, it works. Like, right I, I right in the front brawl. yard, you know. Just <laughs> front yard's best? Yeah. Start front me yard. off on the grass. Yeah. I don't want to do asphalt you yeah, know, quite no. yet. But. Yeah, the asphalt always works more. <laughs> but. And there's curbs and stuff, so I really don't. I, yeah. I'm not feeling yeah. good about that. But That was, yeah. When it comes time, you know, just throw me around a little. Yeah. Bit. And then, uh, you know what? Well, with that, we'll just get it started. All right. So, welcome to BMX and Our Blood. I'm here with Sean Dupree. Do you say Dupree or Dupree? Dupree. Dupree. Yeah. Use the T? Yeah. I want to say longtime friend because I knew you from a long time ago. Yeah. You know, we stayed in touch because I bailed on the sport for a while. Early 90s, I would say. Maybe maybe late 80s, early 90s. It was, late, it was 97, 98 that I stopped. I wasn't oh, yeah. at the race that you sent me the picture of. So I turned A-Pro Superclass mm-hmm. November 95. Yeah, we were both because we would have done it after the grands. That was uh, yeah, okay. Um, that's where I turned. And so the funny thing, like about that, is like like you just said about like twenty inch beans. Mm-hmm. I think as like am like a eighteen over expert amateur back then. Sure. I don't think I made like any mains. Yeah, yeah. And I raced cruiser for a while, eighteen to twenty cruiser, and I did really well. I think I, I won the U.S. Open in '93, mm-hmm. and I got national number five. And then, uh, then I think they changed the class to like 
either twenty one and over or twenty one to twenty seven. It was it was a weird expert. It was, it was, I went back to expert again. Oh, you're talking about expert. That was twenty four and over. Yeah. So I raced that. And I did pretty good at that. But mm-hmm. then I decided to go to Atlanta mm-hmm. and I turned superclass. I got second yeah. the first day and I won the second day. Yeah. But I had gone from barely making any twenty inch mains. To like, and now you're making winning five hundred bucks like in super class. So I was like, all right, there wasn't enough incentive to ride yeah. a twenty inch bike that. And fast. then I did pretty good. And then yeah. ninety six came around, and then a lot of the like pole camp stumpy, all those dudes. Yeah. Cha- and then the clashes got oh, crazy. it was insane. Then so yeah. I went, yeah, I made a yeah. I made a handful of super class mains. Obviously, I did better with the northeast ones. Mm-hmm. Sure, but uh, yeah, I made a f- a few, and then. Right. Yeah. So I mean, we, me and you, I think go back to our amateur days and cruises like that picture. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you know, early nineties. And those were good days. I mean, those were good times. Cruiser, we've joked about it on this podcast with other people. It's uh, that was like your, uh, your second uh, chance bike. It, second chance bike is an awesome way to put it, but it's more like your morale saver. Yeah. Because you still at least have that main. Yeah. Like you missed it again in twenty. But at least you have cruiser, you know what I mean. So it was like, all right, so I'm in one of the shows. You yeah, know? I didn't. Uh, other than like when we were younger, like eighteen to twenty, mm-hmm. um, I don't think I had a cruiser until two thousand eight. And uh, the only reason I got a cruiser is because uh, I, get, I was winning a bunch in twenty inch. Sure. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll just chase like a nag one or number one in cruiser. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, yeah. I asked London, you know get me a cruiser i got a cruiser and i started winning on that and then it became the bigger class so it was, became a team sheet bike so like uh, they wanted okay. me to race cruiser and then i didn't get a cruiser till again till 2008 i didn't race cruiser from 2000 yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't race yeah. cruiser from that year till 2008 mm-hmm. then i got a cruiser you know modern day now right right and um it became you know just another class i wanted to win mm-hmm and uh, I started winning. It started helping out team sheets because it was a big class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I just started going on this rabbit hole of chasing the overall cruiser yeah. title. And so yeah. now's a good time to read this, and we'll get we'll get more into it uh, afterward. But I'm going to read a uh, a message from Shannon Gillette, okay. uh, who you have to help me with this one because I haven't done I've done local, not national. Yeah. I know who Shannon is, but um, I don't know what his exact role is. Besides being a cool guy, hey, he's a cool uh, dude. He, uh, I mean, I think he runs the. I mean, he works obviously he works for USA BMX. Sure, I don't know his exact title, mm-hmm. but he's at the majority of the nationals. You know what I mean? Like, sure. And he's like a dude that I've, I guess, met once I started doing a lot of like ABA uh-huh. uh, nationals, and I got I got a chance to go to the ABA headquarters. Oh, nice. Uh, one time with George, we were out in Arizona, mm-hmm. uh, obviously for a race, but like we got to stop by. Oh, cool! So I, you know, I got to meet him there mm-hmm. uh, I've seen him at a bunch of races yeah you know I remember back in 2008 he said I hope you win the main because I don't want so and so to win <laughs> the, the title, title. <laughs> and I, I did and I remember I think he gave me a fist bump at the finish line <laughs> so, but uh so that that one will keep we'll keep the name as an inside mm-hmm. uh yeah you know but I, that's but that's cool because so you had a relationship somewhere yeah it was good to yeah, see and him I was, there you know i see him at the races you know it's always like hey what's up uh i don't talk to him you know as much yeah, i kind of yeah, just yeah. i kind of keep to myself at most of the races sure right hang with my friends or whoever but i can understand 
But, but uh, yeah. well, yeah, and that makes sense because I gave you that really awkward hug at the Grands because I'm like, whoa, I'm hugging a full-grown man that's like twice the size of me. <laughs> it feels like a like I'm hugging my dad and I'm five years old. Yeah. But uh, uh-huh. now when I went to, I'm joking about the awkward thing, but I hadn't seen you in yeah. forever, and yeah, I was sure. there with my son doing a fundraiser with the side hacks. Right. Oh the yeah, only yeah, reason right. we, right. we drove by, we drove down there with with Matt Sylvia and I uh, in my truck because you can't can't fly a side hack so and no, no one's that's gonna, no one's gonna bring it for you that's so. a hard race to fly to uh from from In where general. we live unless you have somebody like taking a lot of your stuff you know what yeah. I mean? like I i've made that drive uh i've driven every year but uh three times at, at this mm-hmm. point so yeah. I've, I've driven i think it's a good 10 times i've driven yeah it's a 10 hike. times it, it's like a full day 30 it's... 30 hours each way oh my god yeah more than all right I don't know. All I know is one quick story. Is we were on our way back because we went and did our thing, my son and I. Yeah. And yeah, vet, get out, get that's out no joke. And especially with a lot yeah. of the dudes that are coming in it. It was what I was going to say is we did our thing. We did the Friday night spectacular, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the race. George did it with his son, too. Oh, right. Side oh, yeah. He was hanging on. He's the only kid. I, he was the only monkey I saw on the side hack that was actually... <laughs> That was actually only holding on with his hands and nothing else was in contact oh, with him. Oh, he was just flying around. He was. He was flying like Superman hanging on to the yeah. to the front of the... No, what, was it 2015? Yeah, 15. Yeah, he might have been four or five. Because I think he's only like eight or nine now. Yeah, pretty intense. But yeah. I told my son, I said, I haven't really competed, competed in a while, but I really think we can win this thing. We didn't. We got boxed out in the motos and we no. won the B-Main. There you go. We won the B-Main. So we did our business. Uh, I think Matt... Um, went through his motos because he, he didn't qualify so we're driving home and, and and I guess this just relates to the long drive so uh, so we're driving home I kept waking up because he wanted to drive because that dude can stay up 24 hours really? straight driving he drives to Philly from Connecticut for oh, work, yeah, that's right. all that stuff but anyway I woke up once and this is probably tie into one of your George uh, Costa Renan stories but uh, I I look over, he's got the phone set up, and he's watching all the mains. He's watching all the qualifiers and mains. On his way home? Well, he's driving. Yeah. Well, he's driving my truck on home, and I'm like, what are you doing? I'm sure he watches movies, too. I don't know. It is That's... addicting when you're when you're watching it. You, like, you want to see all the semis. I watch yeah. every, try to watch every year. It's a huge time commitment, but because it goes you know, day to day to yeah. day to day. It's Sunday that you end up staying up till ten or eleven at night waiting for that, you know, the last main, you know, the oldest expert age, I believe. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, I, don't, I haven't missed the grand since two thousand seven, so I don't know if I'd. I'm assuming I would watch it. Maybe then I wouldn't. Uh, maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I wouldn't care. I'd be like, I'm, you're you're in a different position because you you might you might have a hard time watching knowing that you could be in that mix. Yeah. Because you're still competitive and you have a competitive mind, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't that know. makes it so that it'd be hard to watch. Maybe like, we'll I, find out this year if I don't go. All right, all right, cool. We'll see if I watch it. Or if not. you do that, maybe I'll watch with you. Maybe. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, real, uh, real quickly, I just wanted to read Shannon Gillette's uh, comment about you and to you uh, that he made time for last night because they have a national going on and I think George was saying he heard it was like 105 it's in Phoenix right yeah it's in Phoenix yeah okay so uh but he uh he got back to me at, at 
uh, late last night, and I was, I was, it was really, really nice. So here you go. This is what he said. Hello, Joe. Thanks for reaching out. Sean's a great competitor that you can never count out for a win. His 2013 national number one was no fluke. In the few years prior, he had won a lot on his cruiser, but he wasn't focusing on the larger races. He seemed to be focusing on getting wins in a, in a nag one title. I remember I mentioned to him he could win a national number one if he focused on the larger rider count events, which he did in 2013, and he pretty much owned the class that year. Sean's in that's the year he got number one yeah. amateur cruiser. So Sean, Sean's a competitor that rises to the challenge, and it was great to see him bring home a national number one cup to the Northeast. Uh, so that's from from Shannon. That's cool. So yeah, I thought I yeah. thought it was really cool. And yeah, I've been I've been racing you know ABA mm-hmm. USA BMX pretty much since two thousand seven. Yeah, uh, basically because I was you know living in Cali and mm-hmm. I raced I raced some at ABA in two thousand six, but I was you know living in Cali, so it's more ABA oriented. Two thousand twelve is when it became USA. Two thousand eleven was the last NBL Grands, okay. and then I think they merged. Oh, so you were bouncing between... I was racing both sanctions at the time. I got you. All right. Yeah, yeah. Probably another reason why it made it a little more difficult to focus on... You'd almost have to focus on one sanction if you don't have unlimited funds just Uh, to go Right, yeah. Obviously, funds were not an issue, but Mm -hmm. funds, you know, to chase titles in two different sanctions is is pretty hard, you know what I mean? Right. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, I won in 2013, but I actually... I was up for it in 2011... Yeah. And I had it won for about 33.3 seconds. Uh, and then uh, David Archibald was winning his main. I think he was the age above me. And if he had won, I would have won the title. And I didn't notice at the time, yeah. but Chris Verhagen had passed him right at the line. Oh, no. Right at the, like, literally, like, the last oh, inch. Oh, no. Verhagen passed him. And uh, I went over to the thank... Archie, like, hey, thanks, you know, yeah. for winning the main. Because oh. I think Todd Perry was up for the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he blew his gate, and he just he jammed up his whole mm. his whole race. He came back pretty good, but I didn't mm. pay attention that Verhagen was up for it also. Yeah, yeah. And Verhagen passed Archie right at the line. Man. And so I lost the title by, I think, like four points. To who? To Chris Verhagen. Oh, he actually got he it, got, too. Yeah. He, oh he passed Archie at the line. Yeah, yeah, and won the title, uh, yeah. which I didn't even I didn't even think Verhagen was was even in, in it? contention for yeah. it. I yeah. just didn't pay attention. Yeah, yeah. So he had won it. Yeah. Uh, so that was that. So I lost in 2011. Mm-hmm. 2012, I was up for it again. Right. But there was like five of us from that class. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I just cheesed it. I blew my gate. I that's it. I lo- I just lost it based on that, and then. 2013, I was up for it again, yeah. and I, I finally won it. I don't think I was up for it again until 2018 and 19. Uh-huh. 2018, I blew it again. Karns actually, he smoked me. Yeah. The same class? Yeah, we were in the same class. Yeah. That bastard, I'd beat him, like, every the majority <laughs> of the year. Man, that, that dude just shows up at Mains. Like, uh-huh. when there's a big race on the line, Yeah. don't ever count out Karns. That dude will make it happen. And yeah. then... uh Last year, 2019, I was up for it again. Mm-hmm. I won the main, but I didn't have enough rider count. Oh, and so okay. I think a younger dude won it. Sure. So out of the, I mean, I, 
not, not, it's not great statistics, but I've been up for it like five or six times and only won it once. Yeah, even if you won, you didn't win. Two, I blew up. Two, I just totally cheesed myself. Yeah. And yeah, two, were just rider, out of my control. Count. Like, I couldn't, yeah. you know, like, ride a, ride a point. That's what's hard about mm-hmm. that, like, title. As much as, like, it's all based on rider point, you know what I mean? So you've yeah. got you've to gotta win your big races, like Shannon had mentioned, you know, me chasing um, the bigger races. Uh-huh. And when I rode for George, you know, he was all about uh, winning big races. And I was, I guess I was kind of important to his team sheet then. The cruiser was getting him, getting him some wins. Yeah. Um, and that rider count also counts. Whatever your score was with rider count is what he uses on the sheet, or is it only based on mains? Uh, rider, really it's rider like count. it's rider, it's it's groups for team sheets. It's like groups, so they get like bonus points for for how many groups like a class yeah. will have. So gotcha. cruiser, okay. for me, it was okay then for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was maybe getting two, three, four groups, mm-hmm. but as he started running the team more, the two to three groups weren't cutting it. Right. He needed the guys of like five, six, seven, eight groups, and that's it started going to like the. 15, older, 16, older 16. amateur, not old, not older, like oh, 17, right. 18, 19, 27 yes. back then to like 10 or 11 expert. Those mm-hmm. are the group of guys to have because yeah. that's what will win you the title. Right. So right. the cruiser guys and the older guys that weren't like needed yeah, per right, se right. for his wins. Yeah. So, uh, but now the but, rider count is, is largest in the older groups, right? In the older cruiser groups anyway. No, it's still, it's still on par. For oh, what it, it was yeah. when I was, it's just it's not enough to win a team sheet right. in George's position or when when George I got in you. his position, he needs the seven eight groups. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then grands, I may get five or six. Yeah, he gets he would get that on his younger dudes on a normal day. Um, get to the grands, he's got guys that got like ten or eleven groups. Really? You know what I mean? So like my class was wow. But that's why like going back to when we were talking about cruiser. Yeah. As an older amateur, you'll never win the the boys' cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, you know, the old, older expert guys, you know, five groups where 17, 18 was, is, you know, 10, you. 15 groups. You'll never, the rider count is just a, 40, a 40, no, 46, 50 expert is never walked away. Yeah. Is never walking yeah. away with like a boys' title, but they'll grab the, they can win the cruiser title. Sure. So right, it's, right. it's kind of a way to like, Maybe stroke ego, you know, an older, yeah, an older right. guy can win the yeah. win the title, right? Or get you know, so like it's my name right. is on a banner forever, which I'm pretty pumped about because I love BMX. Oh, so yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, my name is yeah. you know stuck on a right there with my favorite on, dude, Hans Nissen. Yeah, uh, but he's he's from uh, Iowa. And he just he he would just show up at the Grands and make the double A mains and the cruiser main and one pro cruiser in '93, I think something okay. like that. Like, I remember the name, but I don't remember him like specifically. Yeah, what was he sponsored? He was sponsored by, I think VDC for a little bit, but he was also on um, the one you would recognize would be Bad and Company. I had a couple of their frames. Oh, okay, they were awesome. And they're big. They're they were, yeah, they were big. Yeah, but you're six. I think, uh, you're six three. Yeah, you're like the Kembe Mutombo with muscle. Yeah, you, I liked Bad and Company because. Uh, I think McManus and Craig Reynolds used to ride for them, and then Reynolds started his yeah. Reynolds Reynolds company. Yep. And then I had a couple of those frames because yeah. they were bigger. Right. They were bigger than, you know, I was riding at probably one point a free agent limo right. with like a 21-inch top tube. You know, that was like the biggest bike you could yeah. get back then until like 
Bad and Company came along, started making it a little bit bigger. Yeah. Then Reynolds made like that. Scotty Yokolet too, right? Yokolet used to ride for Bad and Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. right. Yeah. Do you think they'll ever bring pro cruiser backers? Well, pros having such a hard, you know hard enough time that. that I doubt it. You know, I don't. I doubt they'll ever bring back pro cruisers when it seems like the pro class itself is kind of like dying down. That's what I'm getting at. I don't think um, I think because of, I say because of the Olympics and stuff like that and the Supercross mm-hmm. series, like it's, yeah. everybody's chasing that Olympic dream and it's kind of, you know. It's all 20. I can't, I can't imagine a pro cruiser coming back. No. You know? So no. I, I don't foresee that happening. I think it was like us an amateur it was only for them. It was another way to make money. Yeah. So it was pr- definitely enter pro ward, yeah. double A, pro cruiser, and hopefully rack up. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think good prior to the whole Olympic thing, you know, there was mm-hmm. pro open, pro cruiser, and pro class, so you like could stand to make a ton of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think there was probably money to be had, so you could make right. a bunch of money and right. pros working out contingencies and sponsorship sure. deals. You know. Probably make a shitload of money, but now, yeah, everybody wants this yeah. Olympics, and you know, yeah, you got yeah. this three spots open. Yeah, <laughs> so, it, that's insane. Uh, so the, I wish they. Yeah, were. so I don't see, I don't see Pro Cruiser coming back anytime soon. No, no, I don't either. But it was fun to watch because you'd see people that would never race a cruiser in pro. Yeah, and uh, they drag one out for the extra money. Yeah, plus. No matter what you're riding, you're still wearing the same uniform. If you're smart, you had the right stickers on and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. This is back when you yeah, right, see all sure. the contingency stuff. Yep. But it was another race to get your, to get a picture that could make you more money yeah. by the time you yeah. get home. Yeah, I'm torn on that because I, I think having BMX in the Olympics is pretty damn cool to yeah, watch. I dig it. Yeah. I like watching the Olympics and I like seeing it in there. Yeah. But I don't like the fact that a lot of these dudes just chase that dream like why not just race all the time make as much money as you can or yeah but I also you understand it's hard like there's not a lot of pro sponsorships out there and it's no. expensive to race pro so yeah. if you're fitting that bill on your own yeah. flying all over the country to right. pay $200 entry fees you know to mm-hmm. might not make it back it gets I don't like yeah. I don't like a lot of top amateurs that want to turn pro mm-hmm. I, I'm for it and against it Yeah, because I feel like Unless you're that like one percent that's gonna really make it, mm-hmm. you're pretty much writing the end of your BMX career. Yeah, which I guess at the at the end of the day you're probably on your way out anyway because you're in your twenties and you're trying to figure out life and which way you're going. Yeah, so you're gonna probably right. get a job, go to school, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you once you make that jump into elite, yeah, it's pretty much writing the end of your BMX career unless you can break through and make mm-hmm. it because but you can't do that unless you can focus 100%, 100% yeah I mean you know I see I like social media there's a lot of dudes that I say have jobs or for the most part but uh, you know but they're not Connor Fields or not, like that dude he, he goes to school I think he goes to school a little bit but like yeah. his gig right. is man like he's just training racing and making it happen you know what I mean that dude loves Supercross. Yeah. I mean, like, motorcycle Supercross. Oh, yeah. He's on that show, uh, Pulp MX. Like, they, they bring him on a couple times a year. Well, I think Connor is somebody's uh, mental coach in Supercross. Oh, is he? Yeah. Huh. 
I can't remember the exact name. That's pretty uh, cool. But yeah, I think if you look into it, he, mm-hmm. some motocross rider, he, I think he's his mental coach. No, that makes total sense. Yeah. And I'm sure he's had one too, so he's got enough. He's got it mastered, that's for sure. Yeah. that guy knows how to do it when he needs yeah. to do it. Yeah, I'm a fan no matter what, but it's, uh, it. you know what? As long as BMX doesn't stop, I don't really care what form it's in. Yeah. I'm not going to nitpick about that. Yeah. You know, I renewed my license this year again and and it's something I was telling George last night uh, was same thing I've always said having a paying for the license paying the 60 bucks or whatever it is for a license is that's your ticket to criticize if you want to criticize but if you don't have the freaking license you really should zip your lip about what it should be like and that it was better than I think I heard you mention that in Matt Dallas's uh, yeah yeah, podcast because there's a lot man there's so many old school mm-hmm. keyboard warriors like oh yeah BMX was back better back then this and that yeah. look I've raced from the 70s I've raced in the 70s 80s 90s 2000s 2010s yeah 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 don't tell me <laughs> right <laughs> this that, to me the tracks are like basically way better I mean man the yeah. 90s tracks maybe a little more jumpier or whatever mm-hmm. but like I think it takes more power and skill these days right then versus just like pedaling around like a flat track with a couple bumps in your way you know what i mean yeah like and you can still jump stuff at the track these sure. days you know you don't have to, but it's like it's the fastest way around it you know like look at meriden now or uh foothills is trying to trying to change things up but most of the tracks i've always joked like it's it's nothing against connecticut but look at bethel yeah pretty much the same as 91 bethel yeah there's a couple changes here and there, but it still weaves through these trees. Gate 8 is definitely yeah. a, a longer distance to turn <laughs> because it doesn't line up. Like, it, But it's fun. Like, it feels... If if you, if you want to go experience what it was in the 90s, you could still do it in Connecticut. Yeah. And probably parts of Mass, I would imagine. Quite a few in... Uh, I think... I think uh, Whip City. <laughs> Whip City. I've heard, I heard, I've heard that track hasn't changed. Has not. And I don't know how many years. So that's... If that's like what the '90s tracks were like, you're not missing anything because there's your case in point for someone is. that argues that. And you know what the other funny thing is? Like I love all these old school dudes who are like mm-hmm. racing was way back better better back then yeah. or this and that or but they come out to the track on these easy tracks and they get broke <laughs> off like yeah. their first few times yeah, around. Yeah. I was yep. I was factory redline back in the day. Yeah, you yeah. come out to the track and get broke off over a bunch of rollers that like nobody can jump anymore. Yeah, yeah. And you just pump some rollers and got broke off and right. you're done again. Yeah. So I, I just all so, a lot of these keyboard warriors are just kinda of a bunch of kooks that just like can't yeah. let go of their dreams and stuff like so, that. So and that's what I say, like buy a license. Yeah. And be no, it goes back to being part of the problem or part of the solution. So just buy the license and you don't have to race nationals again if you don't want to. Yeah. I don't really want to. Yeah. Like, it's not important to me. Yeah, and they all and a lot of them bitch about like the bikes or clips. And, hey man, it's BMX. Yeah, you can go to the track with flats on. Nobody no, said you can't. No one cares. No. Yeah. Nobody cares. Hey, like, if I want to, I didn't. I didn't really commit to clips till two thousand six. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind them. I like sure. them. I yeah. think it's a. It's not a huge uh, advantage per se to me I don't think like I've but not, I do a lot of sprints and stuff and I've done time mm-hmm. flats and clips yeah yes I am yeah. flat uh, faster on my clips mm-hmm. not a whole hell of a lot faster but I bet you 
by the end of the track mm-hmm. I would be because think yeah. about what your feet are the whole time yeah. clips man they're just they're locked in and yeah, remember the night you come off your foot's halfway in the back right. that's so stupid it goes uh, you know crash pretty hard on flats but mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's BMX and nobody says you have to run you can show up with your helmet jeans a flannel and flat pedals yeah and rip it no one gets that or you can show up in your full factory mm-hmm. kit with clips on and right carbon bike and yeah everybody's doing the same thing maybe one dude's going faster than the other and they're both yeah. having fun the way they want that's the cool thing about bmx per se yeah that's like the younger kids you know the five to we'll say 10 mm-hmm. year olds like their parents you know the yeah. factory dads is like yeah. George and all those guys mm-hmm. I'll, you know call them yeah. yeah and they're worried about that five year old doing sprints and this yeah. and that man just go ride your bike right before before it turns into not fun you know what sure. I mean yeah, yeah. have all your fun and ride everything and do whatever right and then you know then figure out what you want to do but like right. Carnes is a huge advocate but like put flats on just go ride have fun stop worrying about like sprints and gym this and that like I think till you get to a certain point Mm-hmm. Man, it's all about you gotta have fun because Absolutely. at one point it's gonna turn into like where it's the grind and it's yeah. not fun anymore. Right. Like I think I was telling you before we started recording, the fun for me is winning. Right. Like that's what's fun for me now. And it kind of makes me mad that I've lost the fun aspect of everything else that I started BMX yeah. about. You know, riding this and now it's like, oh, I gotta do my sprints, I gotta squat. Even though I like working out. So at the end sure. of the day, where I was riding trails or not, I'd still be squatting. Right. It became performance-oriented at one point. You know, like, I got to yeah. squat, I got to go do my sprints, I'm going to go do my gates, right. whatever, instead of, like, hey, I'm just going to go to the track and yeah, flow yeah. around and have fun, you know? Right. Like, that's the stuff I kind of miss, and that's kind of why I've basically quit to a point, because mm-hmm. I want to kind of go back that route and have more fun instead of, like, worrying about, like, titles and all this other kind of crap. Right. So. Well, you accomplished your, your goal. You know, you can do it any way you want. Yeah, I mean, uh, so it'd be 46 to 50, and you're not going to have that count anyway. So you've done what you what you could do within, like you said, yeah. under your what was under your control. You've done it, and you want it. But anyway, you want, let me go backwards for a second. I don't think I ever said it, but thank you, Powers Bike Shop, for sponsoring the podcast and Powers Pre-Owned, BMX and Powers BMX, BMX Museum. I gotta tell you, this this cool one kind of came up since I've had this pretty torn meniscus. I had it fixed, and, it, and then I, like an idiot, I hit it hard right away and oh, yeah. tore it again. And my knee's still pretty uncomfortable. But um, so you know those compression socks? Oh yeah, pretty yeah. much that you can pull up around your around your knee. I finally found a decent one, and it was this. It's called Old Bones Therapy, oh. and uh, they work. It works really well. And, really? Yeah, and it's got like this this. Uh, like rubber ring around what it would it's meant to circle your kneecap yeah and put just enough pressure so like you feel i can actually run again and i couldn't run before i was trying anything i could because i think you know as well as me if you're looking for cardio and to keep in to burn calories running is the most efficient way to do it yeah a lot of people hate running but i just sprint and you could do the same thing but if you run for say 40 minutes or an hour it's like you, you really burn a lot right so anyway, I I couldn't run, and and I can't. I've got to keep it three to five miles. I can't because okay. that to be a plateau that yeah. that plates right there. It's just it's just grinding. It's just yeah. tearing apart the the joint. The thing feels really good. So I just sent them a message thanking them, and I I 
did a post about it so I didn't want anything out of it and uh, that wasn't my intention you know you and I are grown men oh yeah make a living and but they were really excited and they uh, they sent this package and uh, they're more on the skateboard side okay so they're trying to get into the BMX side so oh cool I kind of made them my co-sponsor because they insisted on sending this box of stuff so oh, sweet. full bones therapy there so, you go uh, so yeah so I always forget <laughs> to think Powers Chad does a lot. You see him, I'm sure. All yeah, with the rig yeah. up, and yeah, he's, he's always at all the races. Yeah, and he's a, he's an intense dude, and he's involved in so many different areas of the sport. That dude is all BMX. So, uh, so he sponsors the podcast and that's has cool. for quite a while now. Oh, nice. So it's that's, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's really cool. He's he's a he's a good guy. I do a lot of Long Island, not not intentionally, but Long Island because it's damn those nineties those nineties dudes. They yeah. were good. And that it hasn't changed. Like, I, those guys, I mean, I still remember like all that crew. We used to ride some, not a lot. We I rode Seven Eleven trails a bunch. Yeah. Uh, was it Oak? Oak Park. Oak Park. I mm-hmm. rode Oak Park. Yeah. yeah. We'd hop on a ferry, a bunch of us, and cruise yeah. on over and make a day riding the trails. Yeah. Yeah. They always those they always had a good crew. And they do the Long every, Island dudes. And you go to races, and it's not like they were the strongest guys, but man, the skill like yeah. It was oh, shore on like track a, back in the nineties. That was skill. Jesus, yeah. Those doubles. How many? How many sets of forks did you lose on those yeah. things? I don't know because I was probably afraid to jump them. Because I knew I, I knew I'd break a bike. <laughs> you were faster if you knew who was in front of you. Okay, just roll him because yeah. he's gonna he's gonna hang up. Yeah, shore on track up. back in the nineties. Yeah, it was like a it was a trail track. It was. It was the, those dudes that all rode seven and all those guys. They just yeah. and they, they built it. They're yeah, the ones they just made it. that place look effortless. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't beat those dudes on that yeah. track ever. Nope, no. Them, it, who cares how powerful you were? You yeah, just, they could be, and they were never. They were always good guys because they were good nationally. Mm-hmm. But like Gaska Strolecki, yeah, um, yeah, Morales. Oh, everyone, all the way up to Jeff, uh, Justin Lafredo. Yeah, Lafredo. I mean, all those guys were. Those dudes could just shred those tracks. Irochi. Yeah, I wrote, yeah. Uh, it just. They went on and on, and if and if you weren't, uh, if you weren't necessarily a good racer, chances are you were a really good trail rider. So there was just so many of both, like John Lee uh, oh, yeah, for, yeah. of FBM, but yeah. now he works for University of Binghamton, which is okay. pretty cool. Man, they pumped out some. Yeah, they had some. They had some really good dudes back then. Yeah, it was and, it was amazing. And it, and their training was riding to the trails yeah. and then riding home and it was like six miles each way or whatever it was. Someone had like a thirteen mile ride each way, I think something like that. Yeah, that's Tara. That's another one. I forgot yeah. about Tara. Oh, I did want to have you. Uh, I was supposed to do this as part of the sound check, but I got to have you uh, repeat after me so we can get the uh, make sure we get the accents in order. Get ready. It isn't wicked far from Fall River to Fenway Park. It isn't wicked far from Fenway to Fall River. I did it backwards. It no, 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 it's fine because you, there was no accent there. Damn it. No? No, the guys in Charlton, man, they were like, it was a heavy, well, heavy see, accent. I, well, technically I'm from Rhode Island. Yeah. But Boston dudes have a crazy accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it blows my mind, like, when I talk to people around here, like, yeah. the car, go park, like that commercial, like, don't park the car over there. Yeah, when yeah, I, I'm yeah. like, Jesus, like. It drives me nuts, uh-huh. and I'm like kind of used to it. I I made them say a sentence that was way too hard, and they're laughing. They're like, they're like, why are we doing this? And I'm like, 
Because when when you hear it, you'll 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 understand. Yeah. And uh, it it was just funny. It was it was pretty funny as yeah. well. And I'm sure Connecticut does. That's the funny part. Is you know I act like it's funny. Oh, you know these guys have an accent. These guys have an accent. I'm sure we do too. We don't know what it is though. Yeah, I mean, because me talking to you, I don't think so. But I could. Yeah. But if it was somebody from like say Boston, mm-hmm. I would be able to tell. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't think you have an accent. Right. But right. But I, I could tell, like, a, if a Boston guy did, I'd be yeah. like, that dude's definitely from Boston, you know what I mean? Right. It's, right. Yeah, so I don't know, maybe how does your, just stuck How does Jerry Bagley do it? How does he survive in California? <laughs> he's been away, he's been away long enough. That's true. He dropped it. Got rid of it. <laughs> yep. He's smart. All right, so we're done with the bathroom break here. Just, like, family, just basic family, family background, and, uh, like how instrumental they may have been in BMX, but just like, do you have brothers and sisters? And yeah, I got a younger around? brother. I got a younger brother. He's uh, he's eight years younger than me. He lives in Rhode Island. Eight uh, years younger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Parents separated. Dad remarried. Mm-hmm. Still lives in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they were instrumental, but my dad. I mean, he took me to my first BMX race. So just but, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah family wise, uh, yeah, parents know. both still live in Rhode Island. My dad obviously brought me to my. You know, first mm-hmm. BMX race. He raced for a little bit in the 80s. Um, was it sketchy watching your dad go around? Because uh, back then, I don't it, remember. Was, I was, it was like, you remember Storm and Norman? Yeah. Yeah. Those um, guys scared the hell out of me. I, did, I don't, they didn't scare me per Boxing? se. I didn't, because I never really, I don't know, they were just guys, they were like my dad racing bikes. But the funny thing is, like, you, I think when I started racing, I was seven. Yeah, yeah. I think my dad raced. That's right. He was around like twenty eight. Um, I do Back remember then he, that was old. Yeah, we're right. <laughs> Funny thing, like that's what's like. I think about that all the time. Like, yeah. I'm twenty years older than he was like when he yeah. was racing, and that was old. You know what I mean? So, and I remember he crashed uh, in front of my house. I think he was doing sprints or something, and he broke his chain because he was like a big dude. He was like six two. Yeah. Two change. Yeah. And he snapped his chain. He was all jacked up. <sighs> I remember him being all cut up, and I was—I think I was all bummed. My dad was all broke off. Sure, but uh, I, uh, you know, I talk, I talk to my dad a bunch now, and I tell him all the times I've eaten shit or whatever, and yeah. I just think about like his cuts and bruises, and like yeah. three months ago, I broke both my shoulder blades. You know, yeah. still yeah. riding at like forty-eight. Right, so right. it's pretty wild. But uh, I don't remember the crash. The whole way through, I remember uh, picking up for the triple step into the first ton- uh, first turn. Yeah. It was like my third lap, and I bonked. I picked up for the triple, but I bonked the front. And I remember I was starting the nose wheelie. But then yeah, I yeah. somehow, like, I thought I was starting to save it. Mm-hmm. But then the next thing I know, I woke up, a bunch of people around me. I guess I said I couldn't feel my, my arms. Mm-hmm. Strike me to a backboard, whatever, and ship me off to the hospital. And yeah. after x-rays and stuff, I guess I broke uh, both shoulder blades. Man. And a friend of mine texted me. He's like, there's a 1% chance that you'll break a shoulder blade. Mm-hmm. He's like, you broke he both. Did both, right. He's like, so pretty wild. I got to say, I've never even heard of a broken shoulder blade. I mean, you hear collarbones all the time. Yeah. Just stuff like that, but not too often. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't I don't remember from like one of the nose really parts. Yeah. I don't remember anything after that, so I don't know if I landed on right. my back, right? How, what, whatever, you know. And I just maybe that was the one spot you didn't have muscle. Maybe, but well, the doctors did say they were they were they kept me in the hospital for like a day and a half because yeah. they were contemplating doing surgery. Mm-hmm. 
But at the end of the day, they were like, well, you've got enough shoulder mass where it'll hold the blades in place. <laughs> oh, gotcha. He's like, we can go in and put like screws and plates in. Right, right. He's like, but that's just going to kind of be a pain in the ass. He's like, you've yeah. got enough shoulder, yeah, yeah. like enough muscle in your upper back. Right. Like it's kind of. And they'll fuse again. They'll be fine, yeah. Okay. They would, I guess they just like fractured, spidered. Oh, I got so you. So they were okay. just like kind of. I refuse to admit that you and I are, are looking down the barrel of 50. It's, it's impossible. I don't it's pretty feel wild. I don't feel. No, I don't feel. I don't feel 50. Even after a crash, I don't feel 50. Right. Well, almost 50. I, mean, I still got a year and yeah. a few months to go. I'll let you but, know how uh, it goes. Yeah. <laughs> but it is pretty wild. It's like. Yeah. Getting ready to say 50. Right. Well, we were talking about parents uh, being involved. And the one thing that used to always scare, I think, everybody back in the day in, in say, 80s, 90s. Is the, the damn Mother's Day races oh, and yeah. the Father's Day races, and you put all these people. It, it was pro- it had to be the stupidest thing you could possibly do. Yeah, I saw more moms get wrecked. I mean, like oh, jaw yeah. wired shut. My parents you know, weren't into racing. They weren't they weren't around. Yeah, per se. When like I remember all those. Yeah, because uh, my dad just take me there. You know, from seven to. I think I quit when I was like 12 or 13, 11 or 12, somewhere around there. Sure. So that was like the end of like them going to races. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So uh, Thankfully for them. <laughs> yeah. I did invite my dad. There was a national like Cape Cod, I think, mm-hmm. 2011. I invited him to come watch and he, he came yeah. and watch me race. But yeah. probably the last time, that's probably the only time you see me race since uh, mm-hmm. 80s. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was pretty that's wild. So, Actually, you did come out to Vegas. When I lived in L.A. Yeah, yeah. But I was six, so that was 2006. Mm-hmm. I had a tumor, and yeah. I had to leave. I had to go back to Cali because uh, I wasn't feeling good. Yeah. But yeah, so he, so he, I guess he saw me race a little bit in 2006, you know, mm-hmm. one race, and then 2011. Yeah. But yeah, for yeah. the majority of my racing, like, my parents haven't you know, right. been around. They ask how I do. I don't think many of us did. I mean, there were a few, but I don't think... I, I remember... A lot of us just driving to nationals with our friends. I, I don't remember an adult ever being in a in a car wherever we went. Yeah, see I, I have both stories. Like yeah. it was me, always me and a lot of my friends. Uh-huh. Uh but I remember back then a lot of dads would taking their kids everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I know some dads now where the kids are getting pretty old and they're still like traveling with them. Really? Not not the forty year old guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, right. But I remember like I think Maltesos' dad was really into it. They used to like, truck all over the mm-hmm. the country. Uh, oh, that's right. Him and Alicia. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that his dad, you know, trucked them around a lot. Um, right. Bedessa. Oh, my gosh. His, yeah. dad, his yeah. dad was always into it. And then now, you know, nowadays I know a few guys that, like, I know, actually, I know a couple guys in their 20s where their dads are still, like, mm-hmm. going all over the country with them. You know what I mean? So, right. But right. they like, I mean, I don't, I don't know anybody else's family life, but like, right. mine was always a guy, you know, the group that only had like the mom or dad at home. Like, one of the, there was never yeah. really both. And we all just pulled together and cruised yeah. off and yeah. went racing. But I, but I like that way more fun because it made, you know, it was better sure. stories. Oh, yeah. Get crazy shit. You kind of learned life on your, right. your own. You know what I mean? So, and by the way, every track that ends in field sucks. Yeah. And, and it just so happens that Massachusetts, every track ends with field. It seems. I know they don't, but it seems like. Cause you no, but the two that do kind of. Wakefield? Wakefield? Greenfield, they're used to. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember, remember that. that. I don't remember that. 
That I think that was uh, it was a family that that opened. Okay. I'm probably I'm probably wrong on on the exact location. Yeah. My friend owned a track in Lynchburg. Mass. Yeah, Sean Matthews was his name. Oh, well, ended in Berg, so it can't be bad. Yeah. Pittsburgh's good. Yeah. My track was all right. Yeah. It's funny how you say field Wakefield. Wakefield's where I won my first trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and actually, it's, so that it's was funny. A question: We're knocking these questions up. That was a uh, that was a Jason Kearns question, I believe. Oh. Where you won your first trophy? Yeah, Wakefield, Mass. Yeah. Uh, nineteen, maybe nineteen eighty. Yeah, I think I think the track was lined by tires. Uh, yeah, I remember well when I started, there was no beginner. It was novice, novice and expert. So you had to win. Yeah. So I was I was just about out of it then. I think my my parents had split up, mm-hmm. and so I didn't we didn't get to I didn't go to many races. You sure. Know what I mean, so uh, I think that was the end of it till I came back in eighty seven. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I started, Rocky Hill. In East Greenwich, track was lined by tires. They had a t- they had like a two by ten, oh, with the yeah, yeah. with the board. The guy would say, "Riders ready, yeah. riders ready, pedals ready, go!" Mm-hmm. And he would stomp on the thing, and the gate would fall. Then they went into magnets, and then yeah. well, here we are today to like the pneumatic and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that's, that's that's funny. Yeah, so I won. I think one first trophy like had to be nineteen eighty because I started mid nineteen seventy nine. And then it went. I didn't. I didn't do great when I first started. Sure. I started on a five dollar Kent bike yeah. from a, uh, a yard sale. Oh, okay. Then I got a Huffy Z three, which had three gears, but my dad had to take the gears off. And then really? I, then I got this GT. For some reason, I don't. I I don't remember that bike. Yeah. Paris probably has one um, in his museum, though. Yeah, he might. Yeah, so I finally got a second. And I think I, I actually buried that first trophy with my my grandma when she died, like in eighty nine. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So you came back from '83 till when was it again? Mid '87. Oh, okay. Yeah, a friend of mine who lived behind me was uh, coming through where I lived. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, I'm going to bike race." So I was like, oh, "I used to do that." Yeah. And uh, I went with him, and that was the question for you. It might have been Scott or not Rick. Rick Miller. Rick. Yeah, maybe it was. Rick. Yeah, he got me back into it uh, in the late in the late '80s. Uh huh. So yeah, late, so, so late eighty seven. Yeah, 80, right yeah late eighty seven. Uh, I got back into it after you know, like I said, I quit around eighty two, eighty three. Yeah, uh, this was from Rick Miller. He said, uh, "How did you get back into BMX at thirteen or fourteen? He wasn't sure which." Yeah, I think he was that young. He's a couple years younger than me. Uh, yeah, he was he was going racing, and yeah, I went with him. Said I used to do it. Went back to Rocky Hill. Yeah, yeah, and uh, started it all over again. Yeah. Was uh so you were doing Rocky Hill? How far were you from? Was it Nenegret? Yeah, Nenegret. Yeah, that was down south. That was uh, more toward the shore. That was probably about a half hour away, maybe from when I uh-huh. from where I was living. But since we're on Rick Miller, which I uh, someone told me he's one of the craziest guys you'll ever meet. I, bl- I believe they were talking about Rick. Yeah, he's he was uh, pretty he's crazy. A, he's a wild one. He was part of that early crew that we were wild and crazy yep. with. Yeah, yeah, he's he's wild right. for sure. Super nice guy. Uh, uh, he is it, super as far cool. as like the communication I have yeah. with him. He was just a real, real nice guy. He thought he had like, he was sorry that he only had fourteen questions. Oh, fourteen. Like, yeah, I, I hope this is good. I hope it, it's what you're looking for. I'm like, um, yeah. Probably because we missed. Yeah. Probably because we missed so many years of uh, hanging out. I'm sure, if we kept hanging out, we probably would add more. Right. Right. Well, he wanted to talk about, and, and this is always interesting because uh, before we started recording, we were talking about trails a bit, uh, and we talked about Long Island. Uh, he said uh, your 
the first trails you went to, your local trails, were Greenwood. Greenwood, yeah. Yes. What What about that? Was that like a decent scene? How old were you then? For Greenwood. Ah, uh, so I had to be. Oh, so Greenwood was probably. Uh, so it was right after high school. So eighteen to. Probably eighteen to my mid twenties. Uh-huh. Uh It was a spot that. Uh, a local Rhode Island guy had kind of started, but he didn't really finish it. Yeah. And then a bunch of us started going over there and building it up. And then it was, yeah. uh, it's where all us like kind of locals around the neighborhood hung out and just rode every day. Uh, yeah. we built jumps and yeah, it was just like one of the best times, you know, that's, that was like our little, they weren't great and they were nowhere comparable sure. to Seven Eleven. Yeah. Right, right. But they were our trails, you know, and they were, yeah. well, we made of them and they were pretty good. Yeah. We had a ton of fun, you know, yeah. hanging out there and just building, jumping and yeah, being kids, you know. So you, so Chris was probably around. Chris Takuto was probably around riding too. Uh, he might have come down. He might have come down a couple of times. He was a Fall River guy, so Right. He was more of a was that, He was a street guy person, not not street like you like think of street. Pegs and all that stuff. He was he was like he'd ride around his Fall River, right? Jumping right. curbs, riding up the hills, yeah, yeah, doing all that kind of stuff. Wait, a um, was he actually training? Because we always like the way he presented himself was like, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of late. Yeah, probably. Extra, he, but- he, you know, I think he contributed a lot of his success to uh, riding. I think a place they call Seven Hills in okay. Fall River. Yeah, just these big hills, and he'd ride up and down them and ride the streets. And really, yeah, I never even I think, thought about doing that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think that was part of his. Uh, his racing success was those hills. And, and he was run. good. Yeah. And to me, like back then, it didn't matter if you won or not, just making, well, and we talked yeah, about 20-inch yeah. mains, but it wouldn't matter if he got last in every one of them, yeah. but he he made mains, like yeah. hard mains, like when it was 18 and over or right. 24 and over. Like he was, yeah. Right. It was always the black flag symbol yeah, yeah. in yeah. the main, always. Yeah. This one was pretty funny. Rick Miller uh, was talking about you. <laughs> this is funny. Calling uh, calling the cops on yourselves to get chased to get, so you could call a train or you or so you could train. That was called training. Something yeah, we like used that. to. Uh, like I said, didn't earn that. We we talked earlier about like yeah, we we had this crew that all hung out. Yeah, and we used to. Yeah. wreak havoc you know on the, on the town sure. uh we'd go around try to get chased by cars and this and that we'd we'd call the cops and be like hey there's uh, a group of kids like causing trouble in the streets and they chase us but we'd have to sprint we'd have to sprint and go through all these areas to try to get yeah. away and that was like our right. race training you know what I mean? it probably didn't i mean probably didn't pay off too well for us <laughs> and either way i don't think it helped out racing because we were all Okay, like I was good locally yeah. at that point, yeah, or at yeah. that time, right? But nationals, I would kind of get beat, yeah, yeah. uh, but locally, I was always good, right? Right, so locally I don't know, maybe the training didn't really that wasn't a really good way of training, I guess. We'll, we'll switch then because I know about this other one that he's uh, that he mentioned, and yeah, he was talking about riding bikes through the Providence Tunnel, and I only know about that oh, yeah. because my, my son surfs and he would go hang out with his friend in, in Providence when they lived there and they would skateboard the yeah. tunnel. But like, what's the deal with that, that tunnel? Cause I don't think uh, it was a bus. Know. It was a bus tunnel from uh, downtown mm-hmm. to the east side, like Bayer street. Strictly for buses. No cars. Yep, just, just strictly. Right. I think they called rip the buses back then. I don't okay. know that, but it was a Rhode Island thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah, we'd uh, we'd go up, you know, Providence to ride around, and uh-huh. uh, you know, you're not supposed to. No other vehicles are supposed to go in that tunnel, just buses. Right. So we'd uh, we'd start on the Thayer Street side because it was an easy way to get through, or else you'd have to go up the hills and down the hills. Uh-huh. You know? So right. we were just like, all right, right, straight shot. Yeah. We'd all pin it, and uh, remember those. What kind of bikes were they? Like the low Haro GPR. Oh, the GPVs or something. Yeah, something. So the, we the fairing on yeah, the front. We'd get booking. We'd or, get down real low, hold the yeah, yeah. bottom of our of our handlebars, yeah. and we would just truck through the the tunnel, hoping no buses or anything. And if the bus was come, we'd have to like there'd be like the uh, cave in sides. Like we'd yeah. have to peel off and like go it inside. Was that road. tight. If two buses were coming, you were screwed. You oh, were gonna get either get run over by a bus. Or you didn't, you couldn't go in. They would probably call the cops on you because you weren't supposed to be in there. You know what I mean? Right, right. So yeah, we we used to do that kind of a lot. That was kind of fun. Wow. I don't know how long it was. It seemed like forever because yeah. you'd be trucking and it was like, yeah. are we gonna get out before a bus comes? Oh man, that, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, all right, I gotta ask you this one because first of all, it mentions Chris Diaz, which I got I got a question about that too. But he mentions the pink house with Chris Diaz uh, near the hospital. And he says, um, so it's not the Chris Diaz you're probably thinking about? Oh, no. no. Well, that's it's, what I was getting. Right. It's Chris Diaz from it? Rhode yeah. Island, who was this super good. Red-headed Chris Diaz. He had red hair, right? Or was that Chris Cambio? Or uh, uh, Todd, Todd Cambio. Todd Cambio had uh, red, hair. red hair, yeah. Chris Diaz didn't. Chris Diaz didn't. He had uh, brown hair. His sister was Erin. Yeah. She was younger. But, I'm sure uh, I'd know him if I saw Chris him. Chris is good. He rode for uh, Informal Racing. That's a big team member. But he used to battle with like oh, Danny yeah. Nelson and Justin Green and all those with, dudes. With a tuxedo yeah, jersey yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. How do you seriously get on the gate to race those guys from California with a tuxedo? Yeah, I don't know. Shirt on with a bow tie. Yeah. But he, he was super good. Like he was, he was one of the better dudes, I think, that came out of Rhode Island, like national-wise. Oh, absolutely, yeah. He was super yeah. good. But uh, so the story Rick's talking about... Mm-hmm. I lived in Warwick at the time, and there was this purple house yeah, yeah. with like these crazy-looking shutters on it, and it, this this thing stood out like a sore thumb. So uh, Rick and I guess I were into paintball. Chris had a truck, uh-huh. so we drove by the house one time. Thought it would be cool. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't very cool now that I think about it. But we shot the house with the paintball. Yeah. Drove by one, shot it. So on the way back, figured we'd shoot it again. You know, drive by two ways. Oh, well, we shot it again. Yeah. This time it was a cop wait. <gasps> oh, Gets no. behind us, flicks his lights. Oh. We were pulling into my house. My house wasn't very far from oh. from there. Oh man. Pulled out a gunpoint. Whoa. On the curb, hands on our head, guns at our head. Because they didn't, Whoa. they didn't know it was a paintball gun. They yeah, just yeah, thought yeah. somebody was you shooting at the assume. house. Right, right, right. Oh, so yeah, that was a pretty wild moment. Taken out of a truck at gunpoint, thrown on a curb, head on the curb, hands on our head. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't move or I'm going to shoot you because oh. they thought we had a gun. Pretty wild. Definitely pretty interesting. Hey, it's, it's, all, it's all tying into what we're talking about. It's oh, yeah. actually building that story, really, because it's, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a serious situation. Yeah. Definitely what is a, not a proud moment that I shot somebody's house with a paintball. You know, honestly, a, though... It doesn't sound that awful to me. I, I understand no. what happened. They thought it was a gun. Yeah. Like, I totally understand. If anyone knew it was a paintball gun, yeah. initially, they right. probably would have never escalated to that point. Right. Which, 
all the stuff going on with Black Lives oh, Matter and all, yeah. which sucks. The situation absolutely sucks, and uh, this isn't to excuse anything that's that's happened. But how many times do you hear of a cop that's so on edge because they don't know what's going to happen? Yeah, whether you're white or black right. or whatever. They thought you had a gun. Yeah. Gun. They took every precaution, yeah. and maybe you did have a gun. You know what yeah. I mean? And and maybe you have another gun. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they approach it. I think like it's a they got to get under control, right? Yeah, get yeah. you get you clean fast, yeah. like get your body yeah. clean or whatever you have. It just sucks that it's turned into everybody is a is is guilty until proven innocent, mm. but the guilt part goes. A little too far so yeah. not just push you onto the curb it's changed it, it just it it sucks because then the then the riding starts to pull away from the point of what all of us should probably protest for yeah, yeah. um and then and then the point starts to get lost because people start to take advantage of the situation that that's what that's what sucks because then it's that i think the intention's good and it's uh it just gets tainted a little bit, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I just we've gone through this cycle so many times yeah. with Rodney King, and just just keeps going and going. Right, right, yeah. like, I don't know about you, but I have zero problem with diversity, and uh, but that stuff makes me sick. It's like, yeah, oh, man, it's hard not to mention that right now. It's just I think about it with so many people I see every day, like our FedEx driver and. I was actually talking to him about it, and uh, he's like, man, I can't just drive down the street. My kids are afraid to leave the house. Like, And this is just a, him and his wife both work, two younger kids, and these kids are afraid to leave the house because yeah. of what they've caught drift of. Yeah. They're both like they're like 8 and 10, something like that. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Something's got to be done. Right. You know? So anyway, this one's kind of funny uh, because paying, <laughs> paying for a night of racing by... This is like total MacGyver. Paying for a night of racing by using gum. Is this still Rick Miller? Using gum and a stick to get quarters out of the out of the vacuum. Oh, yeah. At the at the, the car, car wash. <laughs> Somehow we figured out a way. Yeah. The car wash, you know, you put your quarters yeah. in. Right. I don't know if the machine was defective or what. Yeah. But we figured out a way. I guess basically to rob the car wash of all their quarters we would take uh-huh. a stick with like the stick yeah. thing and we we would just, we could get uh, in and we and we would get in all the quarters that like, uh, the people okay. would put in but i don't know how we i can't remember we might I, we either stuck it down where you put the quarter slot in or maybe uh-huh. it was something i don't know but that was something yeah, yeah, stupid yeah. we used to do yeah but i would probably paid the race locals that way you know five that's, seven bucks yeah that's what he was saying yeah, got a bunch of quarters was? Yeah, I think local. I think local racing was five yeah, yeah. to seven bucks then. I think you know what's crazy, thirty years. I know more than that, right? Because uh, we're talking almost, almost, almost forty years later, it cost about the same. Yeah, almost exactly the same. Yeah. If you if you race at Bethel, say no trophy, just points. Yeah, five bucks, right? Five bucks. Yeah, it's like five dollars. Yeah. That's it. The cat. What sport can I realize? You have to buy a bike, right. and you have to have a helmet. Uh, what sport can you get into for, and, and participate for five bucks? Yeah, it's it blows my mind. Anyway, yeah, it is pretty. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we no inflation at all. Nope. On racing. Yeah, that was a stupid thing we used to do. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. I think we paid for racing. Uh, 
the car wash. I think we had a sponsorship oh. from the car wash. <laughs> well, you're not the only one. I don't think it was. Vol- I don't think it was a volunteer uh, sponsorship, though. Yeah, right. They, right. they weren't paying right. us for. Uh, yeah, exactly. Our results. Oh man, Rick wanted to talk about living in LA. We're gonna do that after. Okay. Um, countries and states visit. How how much did you travel internationally? I would assume it was for worlds. You know, worlds events. Uh, internationally, never really, never for bikes. Uh, I've been to Canada a few times prior to mm-hmm. not being allowed in, just to like party with a couple friends. Sure. Uh, I went to Japan. Oh, that's cool. To stay with my friend uh, Heath, uh, he ended up moving out there, marrying a girl, and moving out to Japan for a few years. So mm-hmm. I, he ended up ended up flying out there in December of '99. Mm-hmm. I stayed there for like two and a half weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been to Mexico. That was basically because I either went on a road trip. Yeah. Uh, I went on with a BMX, bunch of BMX dudes one time, Tijuana. Uh huh. And then when I lived in LA, yeah, I think I went once or twice. Yeah, yeah. But internationally, never really ever for BMX. No. No. Okay. No, nah, nothing exciting there. I was. Uh, nickname. Your nickname was the Godfather by Scott's uh, Scott's mom, Scott Meckler's mom. Um, does that no, make sense? Rick? Somehow I had Scott's mom written down, but anyway, his mom, his mom, his mom's passed away. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. It was Rick. I don't know where I got the Godfather. He just always calls me the Godfather. Maybe it's just because I was up. always. Maybe I was always leading the way to trouble. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not the best nickname. No, all right, we'll forget that one. Oh, and I and I lived in Rhode Island, so uh, the mob was pretty heavily in, in Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I used to want to be a mobster. Yeah, yeah. Because I, mean, I kind of grew up around it. Yeah. Um, right. So I think I... Was it Ciancio? Or my mom it? was his secretary, uh, Buddy Cianci. No way. Yeah, she was his secretary in the 80s. You his, his first term, yeah. Wow. So I think part of that... So you were she, closer to it than you knew. Yeah. So she was... Well, he, I think he went to jail for... Uh, well, I don't remember all I know. All, the, all I know is he beat the shit out of some guy. And yeah. Put a cigarette out in his eye or something like that. I, I think something like that. But uh, <laughs> he's got he had, he had some. I'm sure he had some pretty crazy ties. You know, yeah. Like I said, yeah, Rhode yeah. Island had a pretty good mob scene mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Raymond Patriarca running. I didn't know. That. Yeah, of course I don't know a lot about mob scene. Right. I was, if I you was, saw where I grew up. There's yeah. See, I was kind of into like mafia stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're around it, you got to be curious. As a yeah. I think it kind of always intrigued me. Yeah. I love like mobster shows like yeah. uh, Al Capone. Yeah. And, uh, I just don't like the way they end, which is usually you kneeling down and yeah. getting shot in the back of your right, head and right. it's over. So, uh, yeah, so like, I think The Godfather probably came from like yeah. my obsession with the mafia and yeah. getting in trouble. I think yeah, I was probably yeah. like trying to lead myself down until I figured out it wasn't a good path to, to yeah. live. Yeah, right. You didn't see enough of these people at the end once they got Yeah, I know. Um, never yeah. end a well definitely not alright so now we're back to uh, or we are to Scott this has got to be interesting because I, I I almost tried to contact Jeremy Thompson okay yeah and I, th- I'm, I was either talking to Vic or somebody or maybe Matt Dallas I think Matt Dallas kind of laughed and said and, and said yeah I guess you could call him friends uh, but anyway you guys have had a lot of battles a ton of battles right and Jeremy? he's been yeah and me honestly, me and him are super good friends. Oh, okay. Really he, good friends. Like we, uh, we're in this group chat together. We chat all the time. Oh, nice. But no, we're like, like legitimately like really good friends. Oh, that's awesome. Never, uh, 
We race each other clean. Mm-hmm. Well, he has taken me out two times. Actually, I think both times he sent me to the hospital. But I still if you him. can count the times, that's all right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, nah, he's a super good friend. Yeah. But we've had yeah. a ton of battles since uh, basically 2006. Do you remember... Uh, all right, so 89, I think you said you... Did you come... I raced in 89. I came back 87. So Okay. So Woodward, I think it was 88, 89. He was racing super. Probably, yeah. He said he, he had all race. white... Like, I don't, I don't like, know him from back in the day. Ne- well, back in the day, he was racing super, and he made the he made the pro award main. Okay. And he almost won either one. Yeah, I think he won super class one day. Okay. And it was it was hard. Yeah. You and I were still doing amateur. Okay, yeah. Definitely because it was late eighties. Oh, this was Scott's question. How do you maintain a good friendship? All right, so I misunderstood that one. How do you maintain a good friendship with Jeremy Thompson while battling for so many seasons? So you guys must have an understanding, like the old phrase, like what happens on the track stays on the track. That kind yeah, of but stuff. he's. There's like some dudes. There's like I get along with, I get along with everybody in my class, mm-hmm. and I've, I. There's a few dudes that I've battled with like consistently. Yeah. Like he's just I'm not an asshole. Like yeah. he doesn't race me dirty. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if we. We race each other. Right. He beats me. I beat him. Mm-hmm. It's, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Right. There's just some dudes that we've raced that kind of either come back or whatever then they just race you dirty like and i don't yeah. mind racing somewhat dirty i guess i mean i've never been like a dirty racer because i yeah. just try to win you know what i mean like i'm not looking to take anybody out or kill anybody because we're all going to get up and i want to race the next day and yeah. i want right. to race the rest of the season or whatever you know and you want to work on monday but uh nah like jeremy thompson raul that's the, that's the big three is you Jeremy and Raul yeah until Carnes came along that bastard ruined yeah. it but uh <laughs> but Carnes is even I knew about the big three coming back into yeah. it uh that kind of that kind of happened because uh I raced more ABA than they did mm-hmm. up until 2011 yeah but 2012 for the most part from 2000 say seven right. with just me in MBL and ABA up until say kind of now yeah only like one of us like won a title yeah there was really wasn't anybody else winning titles and Carnes when Carnes reclassed back in 2015 yeah he kind of he started winning titles and that kind of stuff but uh yeah the big three kind of just came out like us three always winning in uh, uh, like one titles but yeah but those three guys you know Gomez Thompson and and Carnes it's always good to race them because you don't ever sweat them like purposely like crashing mm-hmm. you you know what I mean sure there's some like I said there's some other dudes that like you know you're gonna race them it, it just yeah. can go wrong yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, but yeah so I mean we've just maintained a great friendship mm-hmm. off the track and on you know it's that yeah. yeah, we became really good friends no no, yeah. no desperation last term moves no because those are the ones that, that are hard to pull off without somebody falling yeah I mean, we bumped in this and that and cut each other off, but it wasn't like we're not going to kill each other. You know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't like a, a T-bone last turn. So If you're ahead... And we don't race stupid. You know? Yeah, right, like, right. They just, they're good racers. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't race stupid. So that's right. what I like. That's what I like about racing those those guys. Yeah. So yeah, that's how we and maintain then it, good it, membership, uh, good friendships. Right. Yeah. And then it sounds like you probably hang out outside of the track, so that must make it even nicer. So it's a... Yeah, so I uh, prior to us recording, I told you uh, 
trying to get more like mm-hmm. mountain bike dirt jumping stuff. So mm-hmm. there's this place in North Carolina. Uh, we're all trying to plan a trip. Me, Jeremy, uh, Raul's going to join us. Yeah. I'm, I need to hit up Carnes. Yeah. So like, you know, three dudes I've battled with for the last whatever years. Right. Great battles with. Mm-hmm. We're going to invite and all hang out and yeah. rip trails and have a good time and have beers and whatever. So yeah, it's yeah. like we've we've created really good friendships, you know, from good racing. Yeah. That's know? awesome. So, yeah, it's been good. I mean, it's where you spent all your time for the yeah. past uh, how many years straight now? Ah, uh, 13 for the most part from 2000. Straight. Well, 2005. From mm-hmm. 2005 to now, I've been going nonstop, non-stop like yeah. title chasing, mm-hmm. you know, to the fullest. But, uh, right. right. You know, JT, I think, came back in 2006, 2006 or seven. Mm-hmm. I think Raul reclassified in 2009. Yeah. Cons he, reclassified 2015. But he he hadn't been racing. Did he was he racing vet before that or was Cons? he off for a little bit? Cons? Yeah. Uh Cons been ra- uh, Cons yeah, been racing never vet for yeah. He that dude's got like seven seven vet pro titles in a row. You're kidding me. Yeah, he's got a ton. Whoa, yeah. I did not realize. Yeah. Wow, now I'm yeah. even more flattered that he even listens to this garbage that yeah. I put out on this podcast. Because yeah, I'm telling you, I'm he telling was you, like, there's one guy you want to talk to. That's Carnes. That dude's got stories. He's got a yeah. great career. I love him. I mean, his like BMX career. Sure. And then sure. his tour thing was is awesome. Is that done? Done? Is I he selling done, that thing, done. or is I, it just parked? I know he's. I think he sold a trailer. As far as selling the rig, I'm not sure what he's doing. And yeah. with everything that's going on, I think yeah. it's up in the air. Right. I know he misses it, but. It also, I don't think it panned out as good as he wanted it to, yeah. which I don't know why, because it's, man, you know, we talked about, you know, packing up our friends and driving to races. That's the ultimate experience, like in that yeah. truck. Right. It's amazing. Right. It was the, it is literally the best time I've ever had on my bike. Yeah. Uh, 2018 when we did it. Yeah. You know, two, two weeks. Two weeks straight. So two we, weeks straight of just. Oh, so you guys went everywhere. You must have done West Coast. You must. No, have... we went from Minnesota to uh, Utah, but the main part of our stay was in Colorado. Oh. Okay. And the you know the best thing like I talked before I think we mm-hmm. started recording. Yeah. No sprints, no gym, one racetrack I think on the whole thing, yeah. other than the race we were going to. Yeah. All we did were like ride trails. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And he got hurt. Uh, not even riding. Uh, he just got hurt and he couldn't ride. And we were at Frisco in Colorado. We parked mm-hmm. the truck there overnight. Right. So we rode there one day. Yeah. Went to bed. Rolled out of the rig the next morning. Straight to the, straight to the trails and just shredded all day. Oh my god. Telling me best time of my life. Really. And it was with a bunch of dudes that I was friends with. Sure. And I was really good friends with. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there was no animosity or, yeah. you know, whatever. It was like, just good shit talking, having fun and. If if he keeps it up and it's something anybody wants to do, they should definitely do it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I know I understand two weeks is a hard time for a lot of people to get off, but you can yeah. do a week. Two weeks straight is, is a lot, but a week's doable. Anyway, a week is definitely doable. And man, it's, like I said, best time. So yeah, so I maintain yeah. a good friendship with him too. So those are just uh-huh. three dudes that I've like maintained really good friendships with. Right, right. With racing. That's that, awesome. Like, I could call, I say best friends, you know, like. Right. Right. Really what more good. could you ask for? Yeah. Especially if yeah. you've committed all that time. It's, yeah. It's nice that that worked out. Uh, all right. I, I completely forgot to ask you about this. So if you started in 79, was it MBL? 
that you started, or was because there were a bunch of offsets. Yeah, no, you, you would know this. Yeah, we have Northampton that was all different. It was like WWBMX. It was like you. Uh, there was a USA, a USBMX. Yeah, US BMX? something. Like USBA. That. USBA. That's it. But that's no, it. I started uh, NEBA, New England, New England Bicycle Association. Mm-hmm. So that was in '79 to '80, even maybe '81. But it, it continued for a few years. But I still found out about. NBL, ABA, mm-hmm. and NBA. Right, right. So I had like four different, I think I raced like four different sanctions. When, what year was your first NBL license? The first year of having an NBL license, would you guess? And do you know the number? I know the number. That's, I, that's I all it. I care about. It's right? five digits. Let's just get right to it. Yeah. Five digit, 24476. Yeah. Ooh, you're getting close to Dougie Luden. I think there's a 17 in there somewhere that I've talked to, but what was yeah, it? So, what, yeah. What was it again? 244. Yeah, seven six. That's low. I'm six three yeah. two six seven, but yeah. I was I was two or three years after you. Yeah, so that I think that number goes maybe to eighty one. Yeah. See, and I didn't yeah. I didn't remember that till when I joined it when I came back in eighty seven. Yeah. They just gave me my old number back, so that I was yeah, pumped yeah. on that. Yeah. Because then when I started cruising, my cruising number was one six one one two nine, and I never raced cruiser. Oh, because you started later yeah. on cruiser. I had seven nine three four zero. Okay, yeah. Because back then, for some reason, I I don't even know why. I I guess at that time, because I was only fourteen. Yeah. I don't know why I picked up a cruiser at fourteen. Like, because yeah. I didn't realize what we talked yeah. about before was like, that was the that was the, um, you know, safe face. Yeah. Like you know. Second chance bike. Yeah. It was also a way to get more practice laps. Yeah, at, for sure. Say you go to Christmas Classic yeah. and it's. There's thousands of people there. It makes so racing much, two bikes is not. It makes so much more sense now. Yeah. Uh, with the, the way the nationals are and how big they are. Oh my god! Man, seven like like one lap, you know. Like I def- I like the MBL. Mm-hmm. We can talk about this. I like the MBL sure. format better. Mm-hmm. And I like the point structure better. You have you know you have to race every yeah. model because USA BMX. You know you transfer out your first mm-hmm. round. You're kind of sitting around all day. Sure. So it makes for a super long day. Yeah, not the grand. And I think that's why I'm kind of right. Yeah, they did. They did three up until 2013. Yeah, whatever. I don't. I don't remember. But they were doing. Mm -hmm. They ran two rounds on Saturday, third round on Sunday. Oh. But their typical nationals are only two rounds. Yeah. But I think the grands. I think they bumped up to three rounds. Yeah. But I think that was from like 2007 to Mm -hmm. I said 11 or 12. Um. But yeah, now racing a second bike at least you get a couple more laps you know like yeah that's kind of the one thing i'm like i'm kind of over now is i'm mm-hmm. tired of driving 15 hours to rate ride my bike a total of say five minutes between friday saturday and sunday you know it's like a long time to yeah be gone to not get much fun plus the prep and all that yeah so the mbl structure at least you race three motos on saturday and two motos on sunday you know you're getting and you earn your points. Yeah, three, six, nine, twelve laps a day. Right. So you're getting more yeah. out of it. You know what yeah. I mean? But you know, with one sanction, everything being big, I kind of see it. But I prefer the more rounds see, per I, day. I still see too many. I did renew my license, so I'm going to say this. <laughs> yeah. Right. I have the license to criticize on this one. It's not even criticize. It's just having to earn fifty points a moto to get a. To, having, to get to a get perfect, perfect yeah, yeah was awesome but really what I was getting at was 
okay, so we're watching the Grands, and I told you I, I, I like watching the Grands. Yeah. I, I think they do a pretty good job with the filming. GMO mm-hmm. does a really, really good job. It's GMO that is in charge of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So he does a really good job, and it's fun. When, when it comes main time, it's exciting. You're yeah. like watching, you're like, okay, this guy. Well, that race is exciting it. anyway. That, yeah. That, man, that is, yeah. if you've never, like, for anybody that's mm-hmm. in BMX, if you've never been to, like, an ABA Grands or... Man, it's amazing. It is. It's a long week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the hype and everything about it is is awesome. But I think even the NBL Grands back in the day yes. were awesome like that too. Like yeah. it's definitely a race you got to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean for sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. the filming is good. I mean, usually I'm watching live. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, maybe I'll watch yeah. remotely this year. But they do a pretty good job uh, filming wise. They, they do. So the one thing aside from having uh, novice, which is beginner, in there when they already have such long days I don't know why they have like five man motos yeah they got beginner and intermediate open or maybe it's uh, just intermediate open like a, it's like a 31 over mixed open or something like that mixed well, I mean I said mixed open yeah it goes up to 31 over but starts at yeah. some that's what's adding all these motos and making it take so much longer and it's like it, I get it I, it's a business yeah I totally get it but it's uh that race doesn't need to be that long. Yeah, it's it's a long um, it's a long weekend. I mean, I'm running yeah. my main, you know, ten o'clock at That's, night on Sunday. And you got up to That's go to the brutal. track at what six probably? Well, nah, yeah. luckily, I mean, I used to try that approach, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it was the three rounds. Yeah. Uh, I would especially open. I would hold off to the third round, so I'd yeah. you'd get the race yeah. more because that'd give you warm up for like your quarters sure. or whatever. Right. right. But now. They do two rounds, so they do one round on Saturday, then they do the second round on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So you got seven hundred and fifty motos, yeah, all Sunday morning. So if you transfer it out Saturday, I usually don't show up to the track till like noon. Yeah, but then you got to prep for a qualifier, which is important, yeah. you know, like to make. So it's it's a pretty wild like it is. Man, it's a it's a nerve wracking race, but it's an awesome race. Like I love it. It, it is. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. That was my. I hadn't been to it in ABA Grand since '87 or '88, okay. whatever it was. So, so it had to have been Oklahoma City. Yeah. Uh, so I went once then, and then once when I saw you there yeah, in 2015. Yeah. But it was fun. Oh, yeah. It was fun. It was fun to watch. Yeah. The side hack thing was fun. I give Gork a, a lot of credit just for thinking of ways to to try to make that Friday night deal uh, fun. Uh, I like watching those. Uh, What's that called? Nag challenge or something? Yeah, the Nag Five challenge. Yeah, I was in those a bunch until they cut out the old dudes. Did which, they? Yeah, which I don't mind for the most part because we it never was, really we never really stood a chance against like the younger dudes. Sure. Like we could hang. Some of us could hang horsepower wise to the first turn. Yeah. But skill wise, those dudes just ruin yeah. the older dudes. You know what I mean? The last I think old dude was mm-hmm. uh, I think Bo Richards. Okay. I think that was a yeah. few years back. He made, I think Nag, he made Nag a Nag Five main. There was another yeah. guy I raced, but he's kind of a dick, so I won't even. Yeah, yeah. I won't even mention his name. It's not but, Dave Bedford. Uh, nah, he's he's, he's he's a dick in general now. <laughs> so, I was I was asked many times to bring up Dave Bedford. All right, so he's abandoned all his friends. Really? Yeah. But, I know at one point, uh, this was like in the two thousands. Mm-hmm. They posted something with current races who were racing and I was like one of 11 people with the lowest number really yeah it was like Scott Moreland had a super low number mm-hmm. I think Roop had a lower number yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a few other dudes that were currently still racing sure you know what I mean but uh, that still had their same number from uh-huh. 
you know, 80s whenever they sure. joined, you know. Because I think, I think a lot of guys that came back, mm-hmm. they might have gotten different or newer numbers yeah. after a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. anyway. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I think when it was still NBL up until like 2011, I think I was one of like, I think 11 mm-hmm. lowest active right, right. numbers, you know. So they paid attention to that, huh? Yeah, I don't remember how I noticed it, and I probably mm. it was probably the older guys. You know, I think I saw all the because yeah. the older dudes would have the lower have numbers. You know, maybe someone in Florida would have the first digits if if it started in Florida. I'm almost positive the Essers in Florida. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So uh, maybe yeah. You know what? I I don't want to breeze through it, but I do want to mention it. Um, uh, your relationship with Crit Plate through the years. And and now maybe I I don't know what the situation is, but you were on Crit Plate, yeah, probably right. on at the same time that Mike's at Well, Mike's at, of course. I think, I think he's been on it since the day it started, except riding for me for like a year or two, which okay. I never understood. I don't know if they had a, I, who knows. Well, Crit Plate went it, away it for a while. Is it maybe that's why? Could uh, I could have stopped. I rode for Rodriguez, uh, ninety two, maybe part of ninety three. Mm-hmm. Because I think when I, I think when I won the grant, I might have, I might have ninety two, ninety three. I raced, right, right. I raced for Crip, but I know they, they had a really good team, in the eighties, late eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, late eighties, they had a really good team. Was that when it was like Crean, uh, Mike Crean and, uh, Lincourt. I see. I don't see when I came back to racing in eighty seven, Lincourt. I used to battle with Lincourt when we were younger. Yeah, yeah. And I took those few years off when I came back. He may have been Eagle Snacks. He was Eagle Snacks. I think he was national number four, but I think he had already had number one. Yeah. He was super good. Like he was Rhode Island, right? Yeah. Yeah. His dad his dad owned a track at Johnston, uh, Mm Town Hall BMX. But Mm -hmm. I think he's a year young. It's a weird year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we did battle a lot and uh, I think I I beat him some when we were little, but when I came back at like sixteen, yeah. That dude was amazing. Yeah. He was he was like nationally like ranked, like Mm -hmm. hung with the big dogs. Yeah. Race for Evil Snacks. He was like a big deal and he was super good. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even like come close to touch him. He made a little splash back early 2000s and he tried mm-hmm. getting back into it, but he didn't stay very long. No. Yeah, yeah so my right. my relationship with Crippley, I don't know, yeah, so I rode with him in 92, mm-hmm. 93. Uh, I probably wasn't good enough to get on the team prior to then. And I guess I was just good enough to get on it then. Then I think it kind of went away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because then I rode for some like local bike shop. Um, but then he came back later two thousands. I know he did the uniform and plates for uh, George's team, Ansel Rennan. Oh, okay. He uh he started getting back into it then. Mm-hmm. Now he's been kind of in and out of it. I don't I don't talk to him much. Mm-hmm. He was a plate sponsor, you know, and I think did jerseys for when I worked right. for George. Right. So that's yeah about the extent of my relationship you know i mean he goes back to the 80s sure you know he used to race he was a little older than me so mm-hmm. i didn't really know him like when i started yeah but i yeah. knew who he was like when i came back and right all that kind of stuff this is this is a good one uh chris Cudo, chris decudo he sent me a couple pictures of you with a mullet pretty strong mullet i don't too. think it was a mullet though because i didn't it wasn't i don't know uh-huh. i didn't call it a mullet. I'll, I'll show you after but it, it was, was uh, it was pretty close to when i'd say the, the sides were Sides are short, and the yeah. and the, the skunk back tail was, was you know was going back. I had a tail at one good. point too. I had a straight up tail at one point. Really? Yeah, it was pretty wild. I had it braided and everything. I think I cut it off. It might be in a bag somewhere. <laughs> really? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. I, oh, I think man. when I I think when I had long hair, yeah. the mulletish hair. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think I figured out like maybe the it probably had to be because I graduated high school in '89, so I still had long hair. Yeah, so yeah. probably sometime in the early '90s, I decided to cut all my hair off. Oh, okay. I think at that point I had like a tail and a braid, uh, and I think when I cut it off, I think I saved it. It could be in a bag somewhere. Yeah, maybe yeah. it got lost in like my mom's storage or who knows what. Yeah, but yeah. It, there's a braided tail of my hair somewhere right. around. Right. Yeah, it's probably pretty wild. Be a good find. The, yeah, it would. Was it you that said when we were when we were uh, messaging back and forth the other night? Uh, that you didn't keep a lot of your either magazines or MBL papers yeah. or yeah, NBA. I, don't, I don't have much from when uh, that era of like bike racing. I mean, because I had a shit ton of stuff mm-hmm. uh, from like the late eighties mm-hmm. and nineties. I have none of it. I don't know. I think I mean I must have been in my mom's house or storage and just got lost, stolen, sold. Who knows what? Trash. But I, yeah, I have barely nothing. I do yeah. have my two dad, my dad's two race bikes though. Oh, really? From the eighties, I have a twenty six Cos Cruiser. No way. And a uh, eighty, eighty something Champion Cruiser, twenty four inch. Really? Yeah, they're hanging in my that in my garage. Are you kidding? Yeah, Pro Neck on them, one piece cranks. No kidding. Yeah, array of rims. If you don't mind, we'll have to yeah, take, we'll check take, them out, take yeah. a picture of yeah. them after. Yeah, pretty yeah. well. During those stop periods, you probably kind of cleaned house so you could. Yeah, make probably. Room for I mean, whatever you were into. Yeah. I mean, or, I kind of always rode. I think I always had a bike, except yeah. for like the 83 to mm-hmm. 87 part. I don't remember what I had for a bike. Yeah. I remember when I got back into it, this person I used to babysit for bought me a Ross Piranha. I think I... Oh, yeah. I think I started back on the Ross Piranha. Then I think I got into like Free Agent Limos because they were like the biggest. Right. I tried a GT right. Pro Series. Then I'm with the Baden companies and the Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But uh, that was all my 90s bikes. So yeah. I had what, a shit ton of those things. Yeah. The bear trap pedals True. and now you flight cranks. Positive would never have had a profile twenty inch or profile cruiser. There's no, no way. No, because me and remember Don Bonnell? No, he was from Westfield area. He wore a Hutch uniform. Okay, it wasn't on Hutch. I had a Hutch uniform at times, uh, and then he wore a couple of other other things. But he was. I have a picture of him racing in Massachusetts on my phone somewhere. So you'll recognize, but he raced uh, Northampton Indoor too. Okay, he I lives in that. Jersey now. So okay, you would absolutely know him if you saw the pictures. So uh, I think he wore a Hutch shirt, and I want to say with Harrow leathers, maybe. Anyway, uh, him and I are always joking about profiles because for a while there, it's like everybody had a profile yeah. cruiser. Yeah, no, I could uh, not. I think the first cruiser I had was a free agent limo cruiser and you got one later so it, yeah. it makes you're fortunate that you didn't because oh, yeah? they only had one size really oh. the 20 bikes were fine they were they were good but the profile cruisers only one i believe only one size but everybody all different size huh. riders were riding that same frame and and don and i joke about it because we both have profile cruisers and they were just way too small yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the bikes back then were probably way too small. Oh my gosh! Until they made like the Baden companies mm-hmm. and Standard came around. I think they made custom bikes, but they were pretty mm-hmm. expensive to have a custom bike made. But sure, Fridge and Limo was probably the biggest, and that was a twenty-one inch top tube. So that yeah. was I was still six three back then. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like I was any shorter. Right. I rode a twenty-one inch top tube. I don't. I probably had a DK Pro XL, double XL. That's right. Inverted stem. That's right. We, with that's low how bars we made up with it. Cut yeah. to, yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's funny. I forgot about the long stems, which which oh, yeah. obviously they don't do 
do the job. It's a it's a fix, but not yeah. the best fix. Yeah, no, so that's how we compensated then, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's that. I'm glad you said that. All right, so I'm gonna finish up Chris Takudo. He wants to know: Is there anything about the, the current racing scene that might have been there in the early days? I mean, I think it's a total different scene now. I think because I think on our end, because we're older, mm-hmm. I feel like back when you know we were 18 or so, we'd all hang out at the track, right? Like all night long. Yeah. You know, we'd race and then we'd hang out after and practice and jump and do whatever. And mm-hmm. I feel like friendships were just made more than that. I feel like that because mm-hmm. because now I feel like I just get to the track, I do what I got to do, and I bolt just because yeah. I have so much other stuff to do. Sure, uh, it's not nearly as tight knit or close as it. Right, I feel like it used to be. Right, but that could just be me being older. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that family or young group of dudes that right. like hangs out at the track yeah. anymore. So, I mean, that's the kind of stuff sure. I feel like has changed from like when we were growing up racing. Right. But it right. could still be the same for those young dudes that are were our, our you know our age. Yeah. Then, but uh, uh, he also wants to know what are some of your best off-track memories related to racing experiences associated with racing. Off-track, probably hanging out with the guys that I met. Uh-huh. Like Chris, all the Fall River crew, you know, being mm-hmm. from Rhode Island. I went up and stayed with him. I think me and uh, Rick went up and stayed with him for like a week mm-hmm. and just rode Fall River with all those, you know, the whole Fall River crew. And it was cool that we made, you know, that kind of friendship yeah. from the track. And we'd go and, you know, mm-hmm. ride the streets of Fall River or go to the yeah. trails and jump stuff and mm-hmm. raise, you know, raise hell and stuff yeah. like that. Just. All right, back to Scott for a second. Would you let Dave Bedford borrow uh, your bike again if he was in the semi before you? Nope. <laughs> so, <laughs> Where, what race was that? Two. It was Louisville. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact year. Louisville Outdoor. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a Grands. I don't. It not couldn't couldn't have been yeah. a Grands. Yeah. Uh, so it must have been USA BMX season. Yeah. He was in the semi before me, and he had a flat, I think. Yeah. So I let him borrow my bike. Well, he goes he, in the last he's turn. He's not six three. No. Uh, we were probably both. Well, I might have been on tense podiums, so we both probably had like double XL podiums. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he goes into the last turn, completely fold, folds my front wheel. Eat shit, <laughs> and now my bike isn't rideable. I can't ride my bike. So now. People were trying to find me a bike, and Vic Bem actually gets me uh, Tanner Sylvester's bike. I think he might have been A Pro or Double A at the time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm on this like foreign bike, different gear. I can't get clipped in in the oh, gate. Oh no! And so I don't make my semi. I don't make my main because I couldn't make it out of my semi. So no, I would never let him borrow my bike again oh, my in the semi before me. Maybe if it right, was like right. motos before me, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. But never, I've learned my lesson on that one. Oh, gosh. All right. Uh, oh, here we go. This plays into something you were talking about before with the dirt jumpers. Uh, this one's from Scott. Racing Labor Day, this is a choice. Pick one. Racing Labor Day at Louisville, riding uh, dirt jumpers in Colorado, or riding motorcycles with Jen. <laughs> I didn't know Jen was going to be here for this. <laughs> I love all Don't three. Don't listen, Jen. I love all three. Yeah. The part of me that loves to race, uh-huh. I'd go racing. And I honestly, I would probably go racing yeah. before any of it. Because uh-huh. that has just been my life. 
mm-hmm. for so long. Right. The Colorado. Is was he referring was to that trip? The trip, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Frisco, Valmont, Ruby mm-hmm. Hill. That was just amazing. Was he on that? No, he just, I think I he called told him and told him all about it. And yeah, yeah. How awesome it was. And the motorcycles are awesome to ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, to stay home and ride motorcycles, no. If we had a trip planned, I would think about it. But I, I'm telling you, at the end of the day, I would choose racing. It's just mm-hmm. it's just what I've cho- chosen a bunch of times. Regardless I, of whether it's Louisville or... You obviously mentioned Louisville for a reason. Is that because of the MBL connection for so many years back then? Uh, I don't know. It's just a race um, I love going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. The track is the track was always amazing. Mm-hmm. It got ruined for a few years, and it's back on part of being good again. Oh, okay. So the, um, up until now, I've yeah. loved the racing so much. Yeah. Like it's all I wanted to do. Like yeah. the winning part, like, you know, it was fun. I love the training. I love mm-hmm. all that. So the. The race Louisville would probably win. Yeah, yeah. Now, it'd be between Colorado and the motorcycle. It depends on where we're riding motorcycles. Like I said, yeah. if I'm staying here and just riding around, right, right. probably not. I'd go ride Colorado. But if me and her were to book a trip, say Sturges that weekend, yeah, yeah. I'd do that. You know what I mean? Right. Something like that while riding through. Like she wants to ride Monument Valley. Oh, that'd be so. cool. So like if that was Labor Day, yeah. I'd choose that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So yeah. it all depends on like... Yeah. Well, Right. what's happening like what what's going down around it yeah like yeah. to stay home and ride motorcycles around the route that we ride mm-hmm. eh, probably not because we ride it all the time right but a different adventure mm-hmm. for sure Colorado is a different adventure so that's yeah. kind of like why you could do both in one there yeah yeah that like yeah if she wanted to go do yeah Colorado, Colorado. ride bikes and ride through Colorado I'd be down for that yeah that's got to be the way to do it instead of shipping your bikes right? yeah Sure. Yeah, we've looked into it. We we're gonna we me and her getting yeah. motorcycles. We were we were gonna do a Colorado trip. Yeah, but renting motorcycles was super expensive. All right, so Scott, we got we got, we got two more. Scott's probably got um, some good ones. Yeah, he did. He I talked to him daily, so he uh, okay. He knows well, me. Well, then I then I'll read. I'll make sure I read them all. You know what? These guys were nice enough to take the time with short notice, so I'm trying to read them as many as I can. Some, I'm like, ah, I guess I'll read it, but, and it's not this one, it's the next one. Uh, he said, pick one, vodka, whiskey, or beer on a race weekend. Uh, whiskey, I would, on a race weekend, I'll go vodka. But whiskey yeah. is my drink of choice. Yeah. But my girlfriend loves vodka, so we buy more vodka than yeah. whiskey. Right. So I'm a, I'm, I'm a whiskey bourbon guy, but on race weekends, it seems to be my go-to. Yeah. I have a lot of, like, uh superstitions oh you do yeah i'm a mess when it comes to racing like that really yeah it's pretty wild so i think i'd, I'd choose vodka on a race weekend yeah yeah right. it's my go-to my performance yeah. coach scott says uh <laughs> that's what i should go with all the time <laughs> all right well your performance coach is probably congratulating you on this but he says uh he wants you to talk about the photo shoot for usa bmx with staples in your i said hang low <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what happened to the uh, to the unit that you had staples? In so it yeah, I got eighteen stitches shoot. in my uh, say penis. Yeah. Uh so two thousand fourteen. Wait a minute, you you couldn't fit eighteen on mine. How'd, how'd you get? I guess I got lucky. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Two thousand fourteen. I went out to Arizona for a race and uh, the pull photo shoot for winning the cruiser title. Oh okay. 
So I think it was Sunday. Yeah, it had to be Sunday. Right. Me and David Archibald crashed in the cruiser main. I think I only brought my cruiser because I was going out there for a cruiser. Yeah, yeah. Photo and all that. So I, mean, I just brought my cruiser. Mm-hmm. Plus it's a pain in the ass flying cross country with two yeah. bikes. It completely sucks. Yeah. So uh, I crashed, got up. My knee was jacked up. Uh-huh. And I, I hobbled over to my tent. And then... uh I don't know, kind of felt weird. So I opened up my underwear, blood everywhere, and a huge gash going on my my pelvic, Uh where it meets my pelvic bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm Uh like, I cut my, I cut my dick. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's like, no way. I was like, no, I swear to God, like blood everywhere. Right, right. So I'm like, kind of at a point like. Did you get sucked into the rear wheel? No, I think I caught a handlebar. I think I don't know. I think I caught the handlebar in my pelvic area. Right. So I, I really, I still don't know. I at Christmas, Christmas classic in practice, I took a handlebar to the the first branch off the femoral artery. Yeah. And it pulled. Yeah. Because it you know it has nowhere to go. Right. So it pulls up, and they had to they had to jack me out of there fast. Yeah. Straight to the Columbus Grant Hospital, whatever it was called. Yeah. Because it was. I could have lost my leg. Yeah. Like they didn't get rid of that hematoma like in control of that artery. Yeah, fast. sure. Yeah, yeah. So the, I guess they cut the artery or the femoral artery branch. They cut it back, make sure it stops and okay. then move on. But anyway, so that, I mean, still yeah. you're losing blood, a lot of blood. Yeah, but it, was, it, was, it. I was just like, oh shit. Like, yeah, I just yeah, cut yeah. my dick. Like, I don't, right, like, right. I was almost kind of like, well, what do I do? Right. So, yeah, your dad didn't tell I'm you. I'm kind of talking to like, couple of my friends I'm like what do I do yeah right I'm like oh I'm gonna go to the EMT so mm-hmm. I go to the EMT I'm like hey I'm like I kind of cut my thing yeah uh you got like a gauze or something like <laughs> what do I do guy was like well I don't really know he's like there's nothing we can really do for you here he's like you should probably go to the hospital yeah. So I had a friend that uh, yeah. somebody dropped somebody brought me to the hospital, yeah. and I had to get eighteen stitches. Let me down. I mean, that was a scary part of like, yeah, my shit's cut. Right. The next scary part was now some guy's gonna put a needle in it, right, to numb it. No, yeah, yeah. Then to start sticking, yeah, stitches through it. Right. So it was pretty wild. Yeah. But yeah. So I end up. So then I had to do the photo shoot the next day, Monday morning. Yeah. God. My knee was jacked up. I could barely ride. Oh and then God. my dick hurt. All right, all right. Because it's got 18 stitches in it. So it's all corner pictures. You're just riding through corners. <laughs> they wanted me to like <laughs> try to ride with a few people because they were doing a cruiser shootout issue. Oh, okay. A bunch of different cruisers. So we were both a bunch of ride, a bunch of different bikes. and Yeah, yeah. I couldn't jump. I couldn't go fast. I couldn't do anything. Couldn't pedal, right? Basically. My knee, my knee wouldn't bend. Right. Because I have no ACL. I snapped my ACL. Oh, we didn't know that. In 2009 at South Park. Never got it fixed. So I kind of like re-jammed it. So I couldn't How even you, walk. All right, different subject. Yeah, the, so the lifting thing makes me curious about. So that. yeah, so I uh, did the photo shoot basically with eighteen stitches in, yeah, in my shit and yeah. couldn't barely ride. And so on the cover of that April, two thousand fourteen, magazine, whatever it came out. Yeah, and I was, yeah, <laughs> just so everyone knows was, what's going on. I was on fresh. There. I was fresh out of the hospital with some stitches. Oh my god! Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting. One of the craziest. Yeah. Injuries, I guess, I've had. Who would have thought, man? 
Like it didn't that hurt. Like it was the weirdest thing. Like it didn't yeah. hurt. I just had a feeling. Yeah. You know, pull open your underwear mm-hmm. and just, just like like it just got shot off. It was it was wild. But we survived and it still works and we're good to go. Man. All right. So uh, last one from Scott. Send Shan Hatfield, Drew Downey. Andrew Downey, right? Same guy from back in the day, right? Yeah, he's okay. the one guy I want to mention who was the... Oh, okay, got it. Well, he doesn't listen anyway. Until last, now. Last, Until someone tells him. He was one of the last oldest to make the Nag 5 meme. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Or J.J. Greaves over the berm. Sounds send like that one decision. Of those, send one of those three over the berm, huh? Yeah, yeah. Shannon Hatfield throws me for a loop because I never knew that he... Did he come back once? Yeah, he's back. Bit? he's back again right now. Oh, he is? Yeah, he came back and uh, he was one of the five that was up for the title in 2012 with me mm-hmm. when, when I blew it. Yeah. Uh, I can't really pick one of those three because on a different day, I'd send each one of them. Uh, <laughs> those are three before, of the dudes yeah. that just race me dirty. Yeah, yeah. They just can't race yeah. me clean. You right, know what I mean? Right. And, is uh, it because that's just the only way they know how to beat you if they get ahead of you? Is to, or if they're it's not even a behind? Pain. Yeah. Like, J.J. Grieve took me out, not, he took Jeremy Thompson out because he thought he was me. Oh, now he's screwing with the big three. He took J.T. out, three and, and J.T. was like, what would you do that for? He's like, oh, I thought you were Dupree, because we were both on black round. Uh, he's like, well, that's, okay. he's like, that's fucked up, why would you do that? Right. So that's that, so we've yeah, kind of yeah, always yeah. had a problem with that. Right. Shan, he just, he rides awkward. I did take him out uh, on his home track, knocked him out. Really? Yeah. Really? 2000. In Georgia? Yeah, 2015. It's on YouTube somewhere. Oh, good. I don't know watch I, tonight. He passed me, and I kind of went on the inside of him and kind of, I just held him longer, but we, he, we both crashed. He ended up getting knocked out. Oof. And then Drew, uh, he's, just, he's just raced me dirty. Because, you know, when I came, he was always pretty good. He was strong. And uh, that, 2011. That's what I, I, I don't know. 2000. Four before I moved to LA, he won. He won. Thirty thirty four X. I got second. Uh, and that was fine. User overall, or whatever. Uh, the grands. Yeah, I think yeah, I got yeah. eleven. He might have got one. Right. right. But he just rode me dirty a bunch of times. Yeah. So I got a little bit of payback on him last year. I uh, I had a shitty gate in the twenty inch main. He was in second. Yeah. Ended up passing money in the last turn to get second. Yeah. And I got number two. He got number three. So screw him. Yep. <laughs> Plus, he goes way back to being dirty, way back at Rocky Hill in the 90s with Bedford. Really? Todd Cambio, yeah. yeah wow. he's just He's just been a dirty racer since. Yeah, yeah. For years. Right. So on any different day, I'd... I'd uh, one, of, one, of them, one of them would get there. Remind me... Over. God, there's a lot of things you've got to remind me and I remind you of. Uh, I believe on this phone, I have... I call him Tony Takeout. Uh, Tony Sanaka. Uh, oh, yeah. He came back for the 2017 Worlds. He did. Didn't he make the main? Or no. almost made it? No, no. He, made, he qualified all, to make the main, to make the but world. Didn't he get but, to like the semi? Like he, he got pretty far. I don't know. Maybe. Like, I don't know. Pretty far for, for someone that was, um, what, was it 40 or 41? 35 and over. 35 and over. The Worlds is 35 and over. I got you. Okay. Oh, going back to the Shane, uh, Shane Hatfield, and I yeah. told you he was one of the five. Yeah, yeah. Raul mm-hmm. straight up blasted that dude in the main to make him lose the title. So me and Ar- so me, Archibald, Hatfield, Tommy Board, and somebody else. Todd Perry, I think, 
but he was an age ahead of us. Mm-hmm. We're like of the five that yeah. were up for the title. Tommy Board head fucked himself out in yeah. the semi. Right. So then the main was left to me, yeah. Hatfield, and Archibald. Yeah. Well, me and Archibald got hung up right out of the gate. Yeah. So we, we cheesed ourselves. And right. Shane was winning. Raul, in the first turn, straight T-boned him and sent him. I was like, this dude's not winning the title. And just ended his hopes. Oh, my God. But, that, but because Shan has rode people dirty. Right. And Raul was like... Yeah, I mean, this can't be happening because Shane's an angel. There's yeah. something going on there, but... Yeah, and Raul, you know, Raul probably had, mm-hmm. you know, something to bottom and vendetta against him and sent yeah. him. Oh cost gosh. him a title. Man. Yeah, yeah, that's where the big three is, is tight. That's yeah. a tight big three. Yeah. Do anything for each other. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. Back to that. Any 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 circumstance, one of the three could get it. <laughs> the Tony one I have, you'll see it after, but Shane put, it was in Memphis. Shane put Tony over the last, second last turn. So, but not, he didn't fall. He just rode over. So he didn't like slam him, but he gave him no room yeah, to push yeah. him over the top of the dirt turn. Freaking Tony sprints alongside the jumps oh, yeah. to catch up to nice. him. And just plows him in Good. the last. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you you see it, and everyone's picking up bikes. Everyone's picking up bikes and running to the line. Oh <laughs> uh, man, now now I understand. Yeah, I understand clearly now. Yeah. Oh god. All right. All right. We'll hit some of Jason Jason Carnes. I'll ask you. Yeah, the, let's let's get into training just a little bit. Um, what led you to becoming such a buff guy? He obviously is, right? He's a big lifter. Yeah, he. I mean, he's in great shape. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he's, he's a stud muffin himself. Yeah. But, yeah. uh... Walks around in his underwear all the time, right? Yeah. I'll tell you I'll tell you a funny story about him on a Colorado trip. Yeah. But anyway, so I don't know. I was... I was 17, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think it was 16, 17. Mm-hmm. My mom dated this guy mm-hmm. who's jacked. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, I just I was like, yeah, he's a pretty big dude, you know. I was like, yeah, it's cool. And he right. brought me to the gym with him a couple of times, uh-huh. and I just instantly fell in love because I was skinny. Uh-huh. I think mean, you know I was in high school. I was you know six one six two, hundred and fifty pounds, hundred and sixty pounds. Yeah, you know just a twig, you know rock and roll, skinny jeans, high tops, long hair, rock and roll T shirt. Yeah. So then uh, this dude started bringing me to the gym. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with it. And then uh, I started lifting, you know, I just kept lifting and lifting. Yeah. Started getting a little buff. Chicks mm-hmm. started noticing. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I'm getting girls. I'm getting big, you know, uh-huh. like, or whatever. And then uh, yeah, I just kept going from there. And I just, it's, it's equal to racing. I love mm-hmm. lifting weights as much as I like bike racing. Uh-huh. Uh, to me, they're equal. I could choose one day to go squat instead of go to the track or uh-huh. I could, you know, Choose right. the bike over the gym. Right. It's uh, I just love them both equally. I just something I fell in love with and right. what I love to do, and mm-hmm. uh, eventually it turned into like performance. You know, I just became one of the stronger guys and faster, and it, I knew that was working. So I just I, I and it d- keeps me healthy. You know, yeah. like oh yeah, for sure yeah, but yeah, you know. But I definitely I think, remember you coming back in. I don't know if you, it was during one of your breaks or not, but I remember you coming back. I was like. God damn, he's he's big. 
Yeah, like, well, I might have a hard time with this. I think, when, I think when one time we talked, you know, one of, mm-hmm. if we haven't touched on it yet, you know, yeah. the time I thought I was going to jail, uh-huh. I was trying to put on as much size as I could. <laughs> I was going, I, thought I was going to jail. I mean, you're, you're, you're fine talking about, but yeah. Um, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think about it like yeah. that because that's you got it. You got to be the intimidator, yeah, right? I, to yeah, I didn't want to go in. Yeah, I didn't want to go in being like a so, little twiggy guy. So yeah, I, I so, wanted to kind of be big, you know. Yeah. So if you if you had gone, yeah. You were ready. Yeah. You were you were ready for it. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah. But the chicks led me to being a buff. Yeah. A buff noodle. Maybe I, I should have tried a little hard. You know what? Hey, it worked out fine for me. Yeah. So I, I'm good. Yeah. You I'm know, good. I know. This is, I don't know. Some girls with right. the big chest and arms. You got, and bi- you got big yeah. biceps? I, I got a big paycheck. Yeah. So that's, yeah. however you get <laughs> there them, we go. It, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Favorite track and why? And if you say West, oh, this, this part's for me. He says favorite track and why. But I said, if you say Westfield or any track that ends in field, I'm calling bullshit. Favorite track? That's uh, a hard either, one. Either Louisville, old Louisville, right? where a lot of the NBL grands were. Yeah. South Park. I like the Chula Amateur track. Yeah? That was, that was a pretty fun track. Um, one of those three. Yeah. Uh, How many tracks are on that property, by the way? I'm so confused because I swore there was like there's the, they have a big hill one. There's right? the amateur track, then there's the 2008 Beijing track, then there's the 2012 London track. So there's three tracks there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I haven't heard anything from. Uh, I don't think they can. No, I. They can use the Beijing track. Still, yeah. Okay. Or, as I know, as I've known. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think they use the London track anymore. I don't think. But I don't. I don't live out there, and I don't really right. into that know anymore. Sure, sure. But uh, there's there's three tracks on that property. But then there's like a pump track trails mm-hmm. part two on there. Really? Yeah. Excuse Damn, me. that's a hell of a facility. Plus, you get all like the Olympic gym, and then all the people that stay there for like the Olympic yeah. sports. It's yeah. a wild place. I've been a few times. I've been lucky yeah. enough to like stay on uh, premise yeah, for yeah. a couple of days. Right. But uh, yeah, so. Achula Amateur Track is one mm. of my favorites. South Park, legendary. You right. know, I've been going there since late 80s. Right. Louisville, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, great drag strip, power, Which jumping. Both. South Park was always weird to me because it was almost like you're going uphill on the first straight. And then you come out of the turn, yeah. and then it's downhill fast, yeah. super fast. So that was a that was a pretty good mix. Um, power, a, power to speed. Yeah. Like, Power, first turn, speed. Yeah, yeah. Spin, Those are probably spin. my... But at the end of the day, probably Louisville or South Park. Yeah. Just, you know, two two tracks, I Just guess you could like say. Because you like the layout? Because it... Or they the, suited me, and they yeah. were jumpy. Mm-hmm. And I liked... I liked, I liked jumping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... Not afraid to. I'll try to jump as much as I can on a track. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talked about... A lot of these old schoolers bitch about there's no jumping, but there's jumping. If you want to jump something on a track, you can jump it. Yeah. Just yeah, ironically, the fastest way. manual and pumping are usually the fastest way around because sure. the tracks are so fast. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's evolution. Yeah. It's, yeah. nothing stays the same forever. Right. If yeah, it exactly. did, then we would still be driving the shittiest cars available. Yeah, we'd still be on horse and buggies if yeah, we some of these keyboard the warriors yeah, want it that way, you know? I really hate it when people throw one sentence out there for fun. Yeah. Just for fun. Mm-hmm. Just to see who starts fighting. Right. Yeah. I just. Okay. Why don't we do. Uh, 
quick California one? Sure. Life in Hollywood. This is still Jason Carnes. Uh-huh. Viper Room. Uh, and then I wrote in there, oh, when he said any stories about famous people from there. Isn't that the place that uh, River Phoenix died? Did yeah. he actually die at the Viper Room? Right outside him, uh, like the, the door. I know it was a long time ago, but... Yeah, every Halloween they... Uh, so my girlfriend was the bar manager. No way. She, she did books and was the bar manager of the Viper Room for the four years we lived there. Really? Yeah. Uh, I did some security there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah she was uh, She was a manager of the place. And uh, yeah, every Halloween, uh, people put flowers and stuff right outside the yeah. sunset door. Is is that when he died? Yeah, I believe he died on Halloween in 1993, four maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's uh, yeah, so, yeah. Hollywood, man, it was awesome. Yeah. I love it. I uh, lived there for four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep dying to try to get my girl to move back yeah yeah, uh, yeah. it's a place I guess I want to live and die mm-hmm. uh, but it was a great time uh, famous stuff did a shot of Jack with Tommy Lee really yeah wrestled Mark McGrath just for fun yeah I was at a Paris Hilton party and I had seen him at a couple different things yeah and uh, he kind of remembered me yeah we were just wrestling around yeah Got to hang out with uh, John Karabi. Uh, yeah. He was friends with... He was the lead singer of Motley Crue at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to hang out with him one day. Yeah. Got invited him. back to a club with Snoop Dogg. Because really? I, I worked at a bar. Upstairs was a cigar bar. Uh-huh. I was bartending at this bar in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And my... I was the bartender. My waiter... Yeah. Was like, oh shit, Snoop Dogg's upstairs. And my girlfriend had just come in. Uh-huh. And she was like, I know Snoop Dogg because she was a Patriots cheerleader and she had been to a Super Bowl and she had been to a Super Bowl party that he was at. And so she was like, we'll go up and ask him. She's all about asking. If you don't ask, you'll never get it. You know what I mean? It's true. We have this thing, just just press send. Like if you want something, type it up, just press send. Yeah. yeah, Because either they're going to say no or they're going to say yes. But you'll never know unless you hit that send button. You know what I mean? I like that. She kept telling the waiter, go upstairs uh, you know, ask, you know, talk yeah. to him. He was like, no, no. So she went up there, uh-huh. invited him and Warren G and their manager back down. Uh-huh. They had drinks at my bar and their A&R guy was like, yeah, we're going to pray. That was the hot spot at the yeah. time. Uh, hey, we're going to pray. Mm-hmm. You guys want to come text us. We got a table and stuff. We'll let you in. We got there. We text the A&R guy. Comes, gets us at the back door. Get out. Bring here. us into Snoop's table. He's sitting at his table. Yeah, we're sitting at his table. Just I'm rapping with Snoop, with Snoop. Were you not rapping? No, I wasn't rapping. I was talking with Snoop. I'm just, I'm just kidding. We were talking with Snoop. The bottle of Hennessy on the table. And he was like, "Hey, that that help yourself. Make some drinks." I ended up drinking. Shit. It was coming from Snoop. No, so no, I was I like, you. I, I, no, I get it. I'm, I'm having a Hennessy. I, that was that was 2006. Oh, it was 2000. Oh, okay. I lived in LA 2004 to 2008. Right. That was one of the, my good stories. Uh, that is wild. Uh, what other ones? I I've got probably so many uh-huh. sitting in uh, a Viper room watching a concert with uh, the drummer of Guns N' Roses. Uh, but yeah, and, then, oh. and I was I was good friends with uh, the bassist of the Stray Cats. He oh, owned really? he owned the Stray Cat. Uh, there was a club called the Cat Club. He uh-huh. was part owner. And they used to have this band called the Starfuckers. And it was a band of like 
good musicians. Uh-huh. So it was like him, uh, Duff McKagan mm-hmm. uh, from the Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Gilby Clark. They would all like jam. Yeah. And I just, I knew the bartender. Yeah. I became friends with He always introduced me to all his friends I became yeah. with. Because uh, you were Stephen. doing security? No, just because I was just... friends. I just met a bunch of dudes, just like Viper Room stuff. Uh, I hung out, got to hang out with a bunch of different people. Nice. Had a bunch of cool stories. That's pretty cool. A lot of, there's so many, like, after yeah, yeah. If you, when you leave, I'll just be like, oh, I should have told him this or yeah. whatever. My girlfriend's been to the Playboy Mansion a few times. Yeah. Been to parties, so... Yeah, we had, we had a bunch of cool stories. Wow. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you know what? I am kind of getting tired of interviewing you. I'll just go get Johnny and finish it up. She's got some good stories for you. <laughs> She'll have to be a uh, Shonda Pre part two, yeah, but yeah. it's not really going to be you. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll sit back Jenny, and listen. Yeah. Jenny part two. Uh, that's wild. Yeah. I could see why you'd want to go back. I mean, it, that sounded like it was that, that was a big part of your life. Yeah, it was pretty good. Right. I, mean, I mean, it was... Uh, were you racing, racing at the same time? A so in two thousand, so in two thousand four, mm-hmm. I had done six races. So my, I the jail stuff that it all got worked mm-hmm. out. You know, I got my probation and all that, so I knew I wasn't going to jail. Sure. Uh, so two thousand four, I decided to race six races. Right. I think I raced Bethel, Nashville, and maybe Akron. <clears throat> yeah. Got got my six scores. Yeah. And went to the Grands, but me and her drove her three thousand GT from here to Louisville. With a car full of stuff. I raced all weekend, got second. I hopped on a plane, flew back to Rhode Island, left her in Louisville. I bartended because I had a bartending job. Uh-huh. Bartended the night, flew back to Louisville the next day. And then we continued on to L.A. Uh-huh. So I didn't race the first 15 months I lived in L.A. from 2004 till 2005. Because I was trying to get a job and sure. trying to make sure I could live out there. Mm-hmm. London Wilma, I'd stayed in touch with them while I was out there. London's yeah. like... Look, dude, you live within an hour of like five different tracks. Get your bike, start riding, and get ready for like uh, Christmas Classic 2005. Mm-hmm. So I started, you know, right, getting into riding and racing again. So and this is all NBL, of course, because you were talking about six scores. Yeah, yeah. So I started uh, started racing again, or at least riding, mm-hmm. living in Cali. I was riding at Simi Valley. Then I started going to Orange a lot and Santa Barbara oh, and right. Whittier. Mm-hmm. And so that was super cool. Now I got now I was seeing all the like these guys that I kind of like idolized and knew who rode and yeah. Uh, so that was pretty cool. So yeah, for the first year and a half I didn't race in LA, but then mm-hmm. from 2005 to yeah 2008, sure, I was doing more practice than racing. Mm-hmm. And I'd go to Simi Valley twice a week, Orange, right? With you know like I said, Sheep Hills, mm-hmm. and Pole Camp moved on out there, so I started hanging out with Pole Camp quite oh, often. Cool. Yeah, so that was cool. And the dudes I met, you know, Mike Day and Dusty Armstrong right. and all Day those guys. Was there are, too? Hmm? Or was he from there, Mike Day? Mike Day, was he was from Ventura. Oh, okay. So he would always ride Simi Valley. Okay. I'd always ride with Eric Roop. Yeah, yeah. So that was, and that was super cool to get to ride with him. I kind of knew yeah. him from racing. Sure. Because you know, we raced A-Pro together for a, a few years. Oh, right, right. Because so, he went well, down to yeah. A-Pro before he went to Vet. Yeah. Did he do Vet at all? Oh, yeah. He's got a bunch of titles in Vet okay. Pro, too. All right. Yeah. He might have... All the ones prior to Carnes. Gotcha. And then Carnes took over for a while. Then mm-hmm. I think Ken Fallon. Mm-hmm. Then, then Pole Camp, Javier, Christian. Oh, right, right. Now right. it's Tyler Brown running the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, right. uh, but yeah, so it was cool to, you know, get yeah. to train and ride with Pole Camp a right. bunch. So that was cool. He seems like such a good dude. I've oh, heard him interviewed a few times. Nice dude. Just, 
just really yeah I think it was that like 2006 Christmas classic he was getting ready to move out there he's like so you give me a new training partner I was like hell yeah yeah right right so yeah we gotta you know, go pull railroad ties on the beach yeah, with the rope. He, he was all it was cool <laughs> riding with that dude yeah yeah he was a pole camp's a good all around rider himself yeah like, you know he's a strong dude mm-hmm. and he did really good in double A but you yeah. could bring him to trails shred the shit out of trails yeah. too you know what I mean yeah and I got like good was he was still in double A mode when I met him all got to hang out with him right so I got to see like how a real double A or elite trained sure so it was pretty cool to like yeah. witness that kind of stuff you know so yeah, definitely. And that's kind of what like helped lead me into my mm-hmm. like training also you know right so that right. was pretty cool. Again, I can't tell you how cool it was that everyone just responded, you know. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Got involved. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I wanted to do it for you. I, I wanted it to be a good experience for you. And, and who better to hear from than the people you're closer, closest yeah, yeah. to. You know what I mean? Yeah, for it's sure. Just, so I'm, I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, it's out. good because they're all close dudes. They're all guys that I, you know, still talk to. Yeah. And, and Rick, I just kind of rekindled with, so it's awesome. Yeah. Well, like you said, uh, Vic gave me some names. I, I did a little snooping with that uh i tricked you into giving me a bunch of names yeah, yeah. so then i just knew who to go to right it was it worked out good so right. i'm just i'm just uh grateful that these guys took the time may as well hit this now what we talked about earlier but uh we'll segue into it by jason Kearns when you were you you told the story about flying in to for the 2007 worlds in Canada, oh yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And they turned you around, or were you were you with Jason? No. All right, so he just knows of the story. Yeah, because when I was on the Burma Academy tour, I, you know, I told him that's how it went. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he says, "How bummed were you when you were turned away at the Canadian border, heading to the 2007 Worlds?" Oh, I was super bummed. I mean, for one, I thought I, I thought I would have had a chance to win that race because uh, Thirty Nova Tommy Open Car won it, mm-hmm. and as like I said at the. Uh, the qualifier, I was winning. I did get passed by him and Podestak, but I still think I had a shot yeah. to like be ahead of him. And he he won it. So I think even after like when I got turned away, I was bummed. And I think even after he won, mm-hmm. I was even more bummed because I think I would have had a good chance. Yeah. I mean, who knows? You know, just based mm-hmm. on like racing him at that time, like sure, I was ahead of him. I could beat him. Who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you would have yeah. been like. 36, 37, somewhere around there. So you were easily within that 31 over. Yeah, what was I? So that was 2007. So I was about 36. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that yeah. probably happened in July. So I was probably still 35. Sure. So I was still within that early 30s. Yeah. So it wasn't super old, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. But yeah, I got turned away because of just previous prior shit that I got into. You know, I got into this big brawl in 2001 or two. And got a got a couple felonies out of it you know felony assault conspiracy and what's the conspiracy part all about i don't i've never understood that because i was with my buddy and he got arrested Mm -hmm. uh we were both you know beat up this dude Mm -hmm. and uh part of my deal was i would take his conspiracy charge for him to just get a misdemeanor yeah i would because it was my beef you know right, I mean? right, so right, I was right. like, I'm not gonna let him. So the conspiracy is is having someone asking someone else to be yeah, involved. If yeah, you yeah, will, yeah. Simply. Okay. So uh, gotcha. So you cleared him. So I cleared him. Yeah. yeah so yeah, my yeah. I went to that this 2007 Worlds. You know, mm-hmm. three or four years of being on a 10 year suspended sentence. So when they ran my passport, you know, they wanted to talk to me and. 
were you allowed to leave the country or no? Uh, probably technically not. Technically, I probably wasn't even supposed to live in California. Right. So, uh, but I was living in California basically mm-hmm. illegally. Right, right. Uh, per leaving like state laws. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay. But I figured I was going to Canada for a few days. I was going to race and be back. Nobody would know. You know, I was with my girlfriend, so I didn't foresee me getting in any trouble. Right, right. Was I was going there to beat up anybody, you know? Right, right. So, uh, yeah, so my trouble prior to all that gets kind of caught up with me and mm-hmm. didn't allow me in. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it, it kind of sucked, but I paid the price for being a punk, I guess, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> it kind of taught right. me a lesson, you know? When you were talking about growing up kind of rough, too, uh, where it's not that doesn't sound like your parents had anything to do with it. I don't, I don't mean it in that way, but it, it wasn't like a uh, lack of parenting or anything like that. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's, um, there was probably some aggression going on with the crew, the people around you when you were late teen and then just kept, uh, yeah, kind when of I was, didn't have a limit on it in your head. Right, yeah. When I was younger, yeah. like in my t- early teens, mm-hmm. I was kind of just like a, basic troublemaker you know what I mean I was just sure vandalizing just just being stupid you know sure uh then when I got to like my later teens 20s when we were like calling the cops on ourselves and doing getting chased oh you were in your 20s when you were I was late late teens like okay you know still 18 19 right yeah yeah you're not a minor um at that that's that when I started hanging out with that crew Mm. we were a lot more aggressive yeah, you know what I mean. We just we didn't start fights, but we didn't take shit from people that started fights. And you, know you were mean? lifting at that, and I was already and I was well big, into lifting. Yeah, I was well into lifting, so I was big and strong. Right, hung out with a couple other dudes that was strong. Right, a couple of dudes that liked the fight. Okay, uh, I was I didn't like the fight. Right, uh, it just kind of so happened that I would when it happened. You know what sure. I mean? I'm just I'm really kind of just like a mellow dude. You're not afraid to scrap it, but you I'm have not. To, but though. if I have to, you know what I mean. It goes down. But uh, sure. Yeah, in my twenties, we got pretty carried away with like uh, the crew that we hung out with, just like yeah. fighting and shit. We got yeah. pretty rowdy. Yeah. But you know, I mean, it was our twenties. Mm-hmm. A lot of testosterone. Yeah. Building. Yeah. Drinking here and there, you know, we had like a little gang. Yeah. You know, it was just. Just, but it just carried and carried. It just, yeah, it just on. kept going, and then, but then the last fight I got into was basically over a girl. Mm-hmm. You know, she was dating this dude that was we were broken up, trying to work things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was dating this meathead kind of dude. He I just looked sauced up, but yeah. uh, right. he just called me one night after I was drinking. I was at, I was clubbing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Dude called me up, and I went over there and had at it and put him in the hospital and <laughs> got in a lot of trouble for it. So yeah, that right, right. prevented me from yeah. you know, going on to races or yeah. you know, to that world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I guess there was a rumor that I like I killed a guy. I never really killed anybody. You know, that's kinda of get blown up. I mean but Yeah, I mean it's not like it'd be cool if you killed the guy, but no. it would be like, Oh wow. Yeah. All right, now now it makes sense. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? But uh I'm not saying I'm not you know saying assault is is is, not, is, not. is okay or anything. And I know it was not. definitely stupid to do. Yeah, it was over right, a girl, right, right. you know. At the end but of death the day, or not, it's yeah. still it's still serious. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's you know, 
I did a lot of stupid shit that I'm pissed off I did, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it also kind of led me into a different life, you know? Like, I can right. tell people, hey, look, don't do this. It's yeah. not going to get you in a good spot coming on down, you know, down the road. And it's kind of like stealing. You get away with it for just so long yeah. before you get caught. You, yeah, yeah. An easier analogy would be robbing a bank. And you're gonna if you rob a bank, you're gonna you're gonna get caught yeah. most times. Right, most times. Most times. I mean, if it was easy to get away, I mean, everyone would probably would have tried it. You know. I don't yeah, know. right, right. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. right. would have been a faster trip to, to yeah. California. Yeah, I would have got all that extra could've, money. Could have stayed longer. Right, right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, to live and learn. Yeah, so, so I, right. my, my uh, late teens to twenties, mm-hmm. pretty wild. Yeah. Law-breaking stories. Yeah, yeah. But it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Well, when you came I back, and if I, I was bigger, I was yeah. I was pretty big then. I think I was like two twenty-five. I maintained like a two twenty-five to two thirty for a long time, just because I liked it. it. Didn't it didn't work for bike racing at all? In your twenties. In my twenties, like yeah. 25, 26. But I was into like girls' gym. Did I was you living, just I was living like the little... GTL life? GTL. Gym tanning and laundry. You know the oh, Jersey Shore. <laughs> I was into it. I was way ahead of those oh. dudes. I should have like me and my friends that. could be rich off way before those dudes. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Wow. That was my life. My mid twenties was pro- was in my GTL life. Yeah. Yeah, that was all about that. That's right. The stuff. Some of it, you know, obviously there's a serious component to the whole thing, but it's a. Uh, it's yeah. Well, the Jersey Shore funny. made it famous. Yeah. But I was yeah, way ahead yeah. of the game. Right. Those dudes. Right. They. they one of the dudes was from Rhode Island. He probably creeped on me. He probably knew what I was doing. <laughs> oh man, are are you still kind of up in the air, uh, somewhat, as to whether you finish off any more? Wait, wait, how many scores do you have now? Three, and I I, mean, I have three, three wins. weekends or three. I have three, three wins. separate ones, and you. I have you, three wins in twenty inch and three wins in cruiser, and, and do they count six or eight? It's eight, it's but eight. I don't know what they're doing with the year now. Oh, so they may. But as of right now. As of right now, I'm retired. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, I don't have plans to go to any races. With them changing South Park, I probably would have thought about that because I like the track. Right. But they changed that, so I'm not going there. Yeah. Ch- postponed or just canceled? They canceled it. They moved mm-hmm. that South Park race to, uh, I think, Portage, Indiana or something like that. So I'm not really? going to go there. No. Uh Rock Hills next weekend. Still mm-hmm. kind of injured from another stupid crash, so I'm not going there. Right, right, and that would have uh, been a higher rider count, probably. Right. Yeah, and then I thought about maybe doing Virginia uh, in August, but yeah, I got something else going on that weekend. Yeah, I'm not going there. No, so when you add it all up, it's just so at the end of the day, I'm done. Yeah, and yeah. with all this stuff that's been happening. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Between the coronavirus and me being hurt, right? It's kind of op- it's kind of let my brain relax yeah. from the competitive, right? Uh, chasing title side of things, and yeah. I think I'm kind of over it. It's yeah. allowed me to think outside, sure, and not worry so much about right. chasing that plastic number plate. Right. It could have it could have allowed me and changed me to be like done racing. Right. As now I'm thinking of like other things I want to do, like. Right. I'm really into like wanting to ride uh, the dirt parks on mountain bikes and stuff. Oh yeah. To me, yeah, that shit yeah. looks fun. Because uh, when I did that in the Colorado on the uh-huh. Berm Academy tour, yeah. Until like I said, one you know, 
best day of my life on yeah, bikes. Yeah. Just to get keep, keep talking. Just yeah, just to get a crew of dudes. Take me two seconds. riding three to four hours. Yeah, you know, instead of sitting out of track for twelve hours racing five minutes, it's right amazing. You know, That's, want to do the George Costa game? Yeah, sure. All right, we're gonna do a game called uh, Guess What George is going to ask you. And I'm sorry, this is George Costa from Renan. For those that don't know. All right, say it's about team. What do you think George would 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 ask you about about the Renan team? If it's too, if it's uh, probably like why you started it. No, I don't. No, nah, it's about you. I can't. So I can't guess what George would ask. Yeah. George, George's mind is like deep. Is it? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's yeah. Well, well, let's do this. So we'll do the. Uh, well, obviously, he said bring back the mullet. So he cares about mullets. <laughs> it's a new. It's a new thing now. A lot of kids are trying to rock them again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It'd be a gray mullet. It'd be pretty interesting. Right. Probably like a Tiger King mullet. <laughs> That's right. This this is this is George to me. After winning the 2013 title, you made the, and this is the team thing I was having you guess. Uh, you made the horrible decision to leave Answer Renan. How much success have you had since then? <laughs> well, I did get a nag one at the year after 2014. Twenty or cruiser. Uh twenty. Nice. Because then I. That's good. Then I got three, but then it kind of went to shit after that. Yeah, because you left um, Renan. Yeah, Lennon, It's kind of interesting, but yeah, because yeah. I left Renan and everything went downhill. Right. But uh, I got a Nag One last year and a oh, Nag you did? Two. Yeah, and Nag One and Cruiser. Oh, I didn't even. I'm sorry, I didn't and even then, know. And that. then Nag Two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the first few years after that, kind of sucked mainly probably because I was focusing on my gym. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I didn't care right. too much about racing. I was just, right. well, I was still traveling right. with him. He was driving me nuts. I couldn't focus. Yeah, yeah. Between the gym and George, right? I could show up to races just out of sorts. Well, there, you, well, there you go. There's another, there's another question because it was about driving together. Did we've you ever think you're, me and we've driven? I've probably driven the most with that guy. We have driven. We've put on more miles. Yeah. Than, than probably anyone. And he's probably counting them. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he probably isn't written down somewhere. He put, did you ever think you were going to die in either the Renan 1.0 or the 2.0 in the 200,000 miles we've traveled to races together? Yeah. In, in both. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen my life flashing for my eyes a few times in those trucks. Was he falling asleep at the wheel? Stuff like that? Or just no, like that dude, crazy? No, that dude's wired on Red Bull. Really? And he puts in a podcast and sucks back Red Bull and whoa pins it man now he's a good it, it's good traveling with him mm-hmm. other than like getting wild driving ways yeah yeah but he'll get you there yeah. <laughs> I'm also safely but he'll get you there right but uh yeah no I mean I mean we've driven we've driven a ton of ton of miles and I've almost died in yeah both of those vans with him oh my gosh what, okay, so you changed teams, but you know it's kind of irrelevant at this point, as far as your plans go. But uh, what is it like to return to your your uh, current team manager, London Wilmot, uh, going from Bizarro to Renan Intense, and now Sia? Um, upon your return, have you asked him <laughs> if he would like to keep all of his teeth if he doesn't submit to your demands? 
that's to London. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, is he giving you everything you asked for? London, yeah. London, since day yeah. one, since I've ridden for him in '98, everything he's told yeah. me he'd give me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. team I've ridden for mm-hmm. has given me basically everything I asked for. Uh, one team kind of with kind of backed out on their word, and uh-huh. one team kind of went under. Oh, uh, okay. This must be Wet Dog. Wet Dog? Nah, Wet Dog script plate. Is that what it is? Wet Dog is Mike Rodriguez. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. <laughs> well, that was one of his questions. And that goes oh. way back to... Oh, my God. All right. Like the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> God, I'm going to leave it at that. Him and George love each other. Oh, I'm sure. Here, here, let's do one more from him. So what team did you in, enjoy riding for the most? Here's the disclaimer. Your answer may change your employment status upon the release of this podcast. I had, a, I had a feeling this what team would be the best. Yeah. And that's what I meant by the guess what um, he was going to say game. Because yeah. You, you know, but you uh, don't. Well, I'll say the best team I rode for would be Dan's. Yeah. There was no pressure. Mm-hmm. I got a ton of stuff. So it's paid. It entries was, paid. Yeah, everything. World's paid. It was... And that's a big deal. It was the best, that's like... A lot of money. Team, like... That I rode for in that mm-hmm. terms, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've always liked riding for London and Bizarro. Like Bizarro mm-hmm. was always laid back. C is laid back. Right. George was definitely the most competitive team right. that I've ridden for. Like he had an end goal. Mm-hmm. Like I knew what his goal was. Sure. And I want. I you know. I, yeah. I started part of it. I got. Um, and I liked what he you know because coming from the competitive right. standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was kind of done with the racing, yeah. But he likes the industry, and that well, that's what his business is. But he's competitive too. Like, but that was his side of like racing. He's like, well, I'm right. gonna be the best team, mm-hmm. and that was his goal. Like, mine was to win Nag One or a Cruiser title. Sure, his was like screw everybody else. I'm winning, you know, team titles. Right. So that was definitely that. Mm-hmm. Um, riding for him was like it was a. A weird situation on how it started. Uh-huh. I rode for, I rode for London for a few years. George came on as a title sponsor or as right. a sponsor. London and George had a falling out. Uh-huh. I was working for Renan. Yeah. But I was really riding for London. London. Well, yeah. they hated each other. Oh man. Yeah. And George was starting his team. Yeah. And he had a list of the dudes that he wanted to ride because he wanted to basically say fuck London. Right. I'm going to take all your riders, and I'm going to make a better team. Oh, man. But I was working for George. Right. So he was like, well, who do you want to ride for? Yeah. And I was like, well, I've kind of always ridden for London, but I worked for you, so it's going to be kind of really awkward. Man, you get stuck in the middle. So uh, I ended up riding for George for two years. Yeah. Yeah, 2012 and 13. And then when I won the title, I decided to leave just because... Did I want to do something different. Yeah. Um, but I still worked for him. Yeah. But there was no way going back to London. Yeah, yeah. And not that I, I you know, I kind of broke free from London anyway. So mm-hmm. it was like, it kind of allowed me, I wanted to pursue different things. I rode for Black Crown. Right. Which allowed me to ride for Dan's, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. So it kind of worked out. And then when Dan's fell through, mm-hmm. I went back to London. And he was, you know, he was mm-hmm. gracious enough to, you know, take me back. Right. And it was cool because I, 
always liked riding for him in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. He always he always promised everything mm-hmm. he'd give me. So, but every team yeah. I've ridden for has given me what I've asked for. Mm-hmm. And you know, George helped me out really good. Gave me a really good budget for the two years I rode uh-huh. for him. So it was great. You know, it was great. So they're all really good teams that I rode for. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, man. I may be jobless, but right, we'll, we'll be all right. Right. Great. <laughs> I think it could be educational for people to know how how hard it is to run a business, especially a skate park, a gym, all these jobs that are. Uh, I taught spin for a while, okay. but I did at a YMCA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, clearly, summer was you had to make your money during the winter. Yeah, you know, and and they were getting grants and all since they're nonprofit, so yeah. it's a whole different story than what you right. dealt with, but. I get you. Know, he was asking about your time as as a business owner at the gym. Do you still coach? Oh, this from, I'm sorry. This is from Jason Kearns. Yeah, time as a business owner of the gym. How was it basically? And do you still coach? Uh, how 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 tough was it just to pay the bills running a gym? Uh, well, luckily, I my gym was part of like my girlfriend's business. Mm-hmm. Like she had a bar studio in the front, and we had extra room in the back, which I turned into a gym. Mm-hmm. Running as a business is to me is hard as shit because I'm not good at like promotional or mm-hmm. sales. I I was hoping like it was one of those build it and they will come yeah, yeah, type yeah. of things, but it didn't really work out that right. way. And I was in an area that wasn't easy to get to for a lot of BMXers as mm-hmm. far away because obviously yeah. I wanted to focus on like BMX style because it's what I loved and knew sure. most about. Yeah. Even though athletics are still kind of yeah. Training an athlete is training an athlete. At the end right, of the right. day, they all yeah. sim- need similar things. You know what I mean, right, right. But the business aspect, man, I just sucked at it. Like, yeah, I was just not good about putting myself out there and trying to get clients. Yeah, right. And I was a one-on-one. Yeah. So it's right. pretty expensive too. Like, mm-hmm. like doing a tour, like Jason's tour. Yeah. It's fairly expensive, but it's you know you kind of need a little bit of money to do it. Sure. So to do personal training. And I was only charging sixty five an hour, which is not a whole lot. When I lived in LA, people were paying one hundred and twenty bucks an hour. Yeah. But at sixty five bucks an hour, mm-hmm. somebody comes three times a week. You know, that's what one hundred ninety dollars a week right. times say so two hundred bucks a week. Right. Four weeks. Who's got an extra eight hundred dollars a month? Mm-hmm. On top of their mortgage, car payment, right. whatever to stop paying some guy. Yeah. So I was just never good at like. Right getting business so it mm-hmm. I was not good at running a business at all mm-hmm. and I kind of gave up on the coaching thing just because I kind of over it at this point it just yeah it's gonna be hurt if your heart's not into it to actually try to get someone stoked up on going to win the next race with the training it's super hard them. because uh you gotta focus on them and I'm not really good at like when I'm at a race, it's hard for me to focus on them yeah. and me yeah. when I'm trying to do the same thing. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. I was good at writing the programs. Like I think I can make right. a lot of people better. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I've had success doing it. It's just, it's always just mentally draining too. Right. Like 
oh, is what we're doing working? Same as like training myself. Is it working? Right, right. Are they getting better? Are they getting worse? Am I going right. to be the blame? Right. If they right, right. don't start winning, am I going to, they're going to blame me and I which suck is, as a trainer. And nah. so much shit goes on. Which so obviously like, is crazy because you can't control everything they right. do. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't That's know. That's not if helping them. Like if they want to come and train with me every day and see the work that I put in. Sure. You know, they'd probably get better results, but like right. doing it remotely. Yeah. I had I had success doing it, so it was pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. But are they doing everything I'm telling them to do? I don't know. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's kind of, I'm just not a good business person. Yeah, I got you. Did Matt Sylvia use you for a little bit? Were you training yeah. him for a little bit? Remotely? Yeah, but I, but I think he was taking my stuff mm-hmm. and using it to train other people. Uh, Well, he was doing clinics at like, Bethel, stuff yeah. like that, but that was like young kids. So yeah, I don't know. It, I don't know what was, something different. It was kind of, some of the things were kind of interesting, uh, but yeah, I did work with him for a little bit. Uh huh. I just don't know what he was doing out because I think he was working in North Carolina, living in Philly, so he was traveling Monday and Fridays. Yeah. Well, I got to ask you this: Is there a minimum bicep size required for a tattoo band around your bicep, thorns, etc.? Uh, no because I'm laughing because I got this little tattoo this was from a podcast actually oh nice yeah uh, so this guy was obviously he was new because yeah. this is like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's crappy but everybody has a crappy tattoo I have one yeah I got a it's a Tasmanian devil I got it for yeah. $10 and a six pack of beer in some dude's basement <laughs> when I was 18 well this it's, was at the guy's house yeah you know it's he's a friend. I was like, go ahead. I don't care. Yeah. Wait, it's just an arm. But uh, <laughs> I don't think I have big biceps. So yeah, yeah. there's got to be a minimum size. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I have like a band yeah, but that I'm I got in the 90s. That. But you do have a band around? Yeah, I got it. It's, it's kind of... Mostly covered off because I couldn't take the band no more. Yeah. But uh, it was a tribal yeah. tribal band. Yeah, yeah. Right. But uh, I don't think... Uh, some people say my arms are big, but I think I got skinny arms. Yeah. Uh, well, you're probably comparing yourself to people that are... Yeah. Built far far differently than you. I wish like, I had bigger arms. I mean, I wish I had twenty inch arms. Twenty. I mean, yeah, I guess serious? I don't know. I mean, Man. I used to want to look like. Arnold. I probably got like eight. Those things are like eighteen. What? I mean, mine. I don't even know how big mine. I don't know, like oh, sixteen I'm, or seventeen. I'm sure. Well, I've been riding too much road yeah. and mountain bike, so my my arm. I'm getting the same freaking thing all over yeah. again. Big uh, big quads, and uh, no arms. I want I want huge quads. Is this guy uh, Robert? Forestman, I think that's how you say his name. Uh-huh. He's a German track cyclist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know the name, but I definitely. Dude's the quads, track cyclists are crazy. Dude's quads are ginormous. I want mm-hmm. my legs that big. I wish my legs would grow that big. Remember that dude, Nelson Vale? No. Uh, he's the guy that did. I think he made the Olympic team, Nelson Vale. I think he rode like Trexler Town or whatever. The, the Lee. Or no. Lee, Lehigh. Whatever the track was in Pennsylvania for for actual track velodrome, yeah. That's something I want to try. I wish there was velodrome mass. Huge, yeah, because you, it's it's a sprint. Yeah, I think you're pretty good. You're just kind of filing into place, and then and then it's like game on. Yeah, I think I think it'd be pretty good to try. Yeah, yeah, you'd probably break the bike. I could change. I could change from BMX racing to dirt jumper life and velodrome. And velodrome, right? Right. I'd be killing. I'd be. Yeah. Pumped. Because I'd still be able to train. Yeah. And I'd go out and have fun on my dirt jumper. There you go. BMXs that have huge legs were... uh, I mean, a lot of BMXs have big legs, but... uh, Like Sam Willoughby's legs were big. Walter Stevenson... All the Aussie dudes' legs are fucking huge. A lot of big legs. The Aussie guys. 
I think I know some of the secrets why their legs are so big, but uh, not talking about that. No, no, okay, that's but, fine uh, with me. It's just like the, their the, quads are ginormous. Yeah, in England, they, that track cycling is huge in England, yeah. right? So you got uh, didn't Jamie Staff try? I thought Jamie Staff he's tried. Always, he had big legs. He had huge legs. Yeah. A lot of the um, I thought he tried to qualify. A lot of the Dutch guys. I think if you follow a lot of them on Instagram, there's yeah, a couple yeah. BMXs that had turned like Twan Van Gant, or not him necessarily. But like, but yeah, I think it's uh, people from that group. Yeah, this the group. Some of those dudes. Yeah, quads are just ginormous. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could just have ginormous, yeah. ginormous quads. Right, right. When I was in my twenties, I was just one of the huge chest. Right, right, right. But now it's like legs. I love hill climbing. I don't yeah. know why. I just I love the suffering of climbing up huh. the hill, and I just. It doesn't matter what I ride th- three different bikes. One's kind of a cross bike, the other one's a mountain bike, and the other one's a, a road bike. But yeah, yeah. I just put that thing in a hard gear and truck it up a hill. Yeah, I got That'll head, build your I legs. I got to have headphones on. That's I can still hear traffic. It's not like it's yeah. So, so no one freak out. It's uh, it. I just love it, man. Yeah. The longest climb I have near me that's steep is about fourteen minutes from top to from oh, bottom shit. to top. But my feeling is if you could stand up and pedal that whole thing, you're all right. Yeah. And I think that's what you do as you get older. At least that's what I do. It's like a, uh, it's like a little check-in. Am I all right? Am I healthy? Yeah. You know, yeah. I made it to the top of this. Right, I had right, a heart right, attack, yeah. so I think I'm good. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I just keep... Quick I, health check. Yeah. I think part of it was the COVID thing, but I did. I was riding a lot of it before, but I, I amped it up during the, during the real peak of that COVID mm. thing. So I'm like, all right, well... I'm just going to make doubly sure that my lungs yeah. are in good shape. So, anyway, big quads. Yeah, big quads. I'm sure, I'm sure mine aren't going to get any smaller if I no. keep that up. No. But the rest of me isn't getting any smaller either. The parts that should, yeah. <laughs> like I, think, I think that's part of age. I just, yeah, it's it's really, you, like, that That was the running thing that I was telling you yeah. about. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, Having that brace and being able to run a little bit, at least I could do the ride and then go do a run and knock off, you know, a, a couple... 2,500 calories, hopefully. Yeah. I don't know how much time after work. So it's, right. Anyway, off of that subject. Uh, I haven't followed it as much, especially yeah. like working at Renan nowadays too. Like yeah. most days I'm busy. You're on the a machine, ma- right? Uh, no, I, he's got me getting back on a machine. I do more of the shipping and oh, okay. yeah. order stuff, prepping, anodized runs, all that, <clears throat> all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, since the gym is kind of gone, since I'm not doing much racing, Basically, my Instagram before was like race results or racing, riding, training, sure, that kind of stuff, and I'm not doing much yeah. of it. I'm I'm like you in in a different way. I'm like you. It's I have to, I have to have it when I'm doing the fundraising yeah, thing, yeah. and I got to have it for the podcast. But uh, it's a time killer. Yeah, I'd rather be outside than than flipping through. Yeah. you know, double yeah, clicking everything. It's, yeah, I've double. I definitely cut down my social media. Yeah. Here's a here's a London question. Uh, do gentlemen gentlemen's clubs in North Carolina require sleeves on one shirt? And if so, what does one do when you have when you have a sleeveless on? Yeah, we went to like a strip club. Uh-huh. I don't remember exactly, but I went to a strip club. Yeah. In North Carolina, after a race or whatever, I had a sleeveless shirt on. Yeah. I was probably buff, so I was probably trying to show off going to a strip club. Figured I'd probably pick up a chick or two. Yeah, yeah. But the door guy wouldn't let me in. (laughs) The door guy wouldn't let me in. And I think we... Yeah. 
we were with some like younger kids who couldn't get in. Mm-hmm. So I think I went back and took one of the kids' shirts so I could get into the club. Yeah. It was something like that, but I I, oh my I think the couple of guys were going to sit in the car while we went in. Yeah, I yeah. think I had to put on like a somebody's t-shirt. But I did. I, 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 went, I tried to get in with a sleeveless. They wouldn't let me in. Oh, oh shit. I did. Oh, man. Dave Maltesos. Oh, he's, he, he, yeah. He, he sent some. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I saw him at uh, Ray's this past winter. Oh yeah, yeah he was yeah he was going. He invited me, but I don't know why I didn't go. Probably because I was too into freaking training. Him? Houston was after that, you think? Yeah, I don't know when they went. I think they went over the winter. They was, went in January. It was like January second week of January, something like that. Yeah, I was probably training for Virginia. Couldn't go do anything other than train. Uh, right, right, right. Being stupid. So about you'll probably PMX. be there next year then. Yeah, we're we're already making plans. So I had this podcast booth, and he stopped by, and I'm like. He, and he was all like super nice, like yeah, oh, he's is. a super he's a super yeah. nice dude. Yeah. So he's like, "Hey, what's going on, Joe?" And I'm like looking at him, going, "I don't know what the fuck this is. I don't yeah. know what it is." But then it clicked. But it was too late by the time. Oh. And I was like, "And uh, someone interviewed me after and asked about the podcast booth and and said uh, something like, "Is there is there any interview that you?" that you got that you didn't expect or wanted that you didn't get and I said yeah Dave Maltesos because yeah I had him right there and I haven't seen him in forever yeah and you know I was just super psyched on it so right. uh, yeah cause he was uh, on that tour with me yeah and he mentioned that he said the best part of the Berm Academy old school tour in 2018 we talked about that quite a bit uh let's see where'd you learn your sweet dance moves um Oh, here you go. This one's about you, Jen. What's up? Uh, Dave Maltesos, he wants me to ask Sean why or how he keeps such a beautiful girlfriend when he's such a douchebag. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Dave. <laughs> well, it goes back to the 18, the 18 stitches. <laughs> oh, please. Well, I told him I can only fit six. I told him I can only fit six. No. Six stitches. That's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all right. Oh man! I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've put her through hell. I don't know. She's stuck with me through a, yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, a lot of shit. Yeah, but uh, of who I am. That's why we get it. I need, I need someone like him in my life. I think that's why it works. Yeah, that's why I protect him with her. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I, I need her. She I keeps me on the straight and narrow. All right. Yeah, we need each other. That's right. Yeah. It's pretty good. I don't know. I I'll, see. I'm that. still going back to the, you know why I got 18, 18 it, stitches though. Yeah, yeah. All right, right. <laughs> Need everyone has needs. Yeah. Um, hey, I don't know. I think you guys seem great together. And I only I've only seen you together for a short time, and yeah, it's short. But yeah, I mean, it's it's obvious you guys are together for a reason to me. Uh, all right. So his only other thing was uh, how you heal so quickly after getting broken off at fifty years old. You're forty-eight, right? Yeah. All right, I got to correct him on that. You're only forty-eight, not fifty. They they just they round up all all and just round up. <laughs> they do. Well, what does he round? Did he, he must round down then to forty? Yeah, probably. Yeah, he's only forty. <laughs> I think he's I think he's only forty three though. Yeah, 14, yeah. Forty three. Uh, he just said uh, getting broke off at fifty years old. He's like a damn machine. Maybe you know, people people give a lot of people shit about lift. This like in BMX, you know, like nobody wants to lift. Yeah. Or the training, or blah blah blah. Right. I mean, not only am I training for racing uh-huh. I'm also basically training for life 
Right. And there's like a strength coach out there. Uh, I don't want to get him wrong, but yeah, his quote is, weak things break. Right. And think about it. Weak things, they do. Mm-hmm. If it's weak, it breaks. If your body's weak, it breaks. Right. Right. I think I've gotten lucky enough with a lot of my crashes that maybe my body mass, strength, whatever has helped. Yeah. Like, keep me in good shape. You know what I mean? Sure. All right. And I forgot. How can I forget about Vic? Vic Betancourt. It's funny that Vic would, because I haven't seen Vic. I mean, I, I ran into Vic into an airport. He was going mm-hmm. to Colorado. I think I was going to L.A. Uh-huh. But I don't really see Vic all that much. I used to ride his trails before I moved to L.A. Yeah. Uh, when I came back to L.A. LA from that L.A. Was or? Uh, but first, he had Dumont. Okay. That was in Fall River. Oh, okay. He had trails there. And, oh, uh, years back, before the shop, before... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. He was still living in Fall River. Yeah, uh, yeah. He had this place called Dumont. Yeah. And uh, I used to ride those a bunch. Then I moved... Then then I ended up moving away. Right. Uh, uh, he must have... I don't even know. I don't know when Dumont closed. Right, right. Then when I moved back, he had Cumbie. Yeah. I rode there like once or twice. Um... And then, but I don't, I don't see Vic all that much. So it's funny that he has like yeah questions. I ran into him at, at Dick Mall's one time for a a Paradolia um, video showing because oh, okay. I worked with Brandon Christie. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I worked he, with Brandon. He sponsored. He was part of Paradolia, right? and this dude uh, Ferber, Sean Rains, who worked at yeah Renan. Yeah, yeah. So oh, all I those, didn't know he worked there. Yeah, he worked at Renan. He did anandizing. Wow. He's so, on the turret right now, right? He's healing, yeah, he broke his foot, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so those two du- yeah. dudes I knew from Renan, <clears throat> so yeah. they were having a, a Paradolia premiere at oh, malls, and I okay. ran into Vic. Yeah. But I think that was the first time I'd seen Vic in a few years. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. He was really happy that I was doing the interview with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Vic, I mean, in the 90s, we hung out a, a lot oh, because we were sure. always all riding. But then, you know, after, mm-hmm. after we get older, you know, we yeah. all started kind of just going our different ways. Sure. So I, I haven't seen Vic in, you know, a real long time. I mm-hmm. had quality time with him, but he was always one of, like, I've considered a good friend from Fall River, like him, George. Yeah, yeah. And Dakuto from Fall River, like, right. always, like, yeah. say my good friends from Fall River, you know. As novice or expert? Novice. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he had won, he won one or got second in some kind of, it was a bigger race. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what, what I think. He it was, was super good. Yeah. He can ride. Like it's. Oh, there's no doubt he, he can was a ride. Good, he was a good racer in the trails thing. He's really good too. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I know he had knee, double knee surgery. Oh, and I God, think I saw yeah. him. But I he's think, ripping now. I thought he's... I saw on Facebook he was, when just rode somebody's yard lately. Maybe his. it was his own. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's got his, something in his backyard. Oh, pump track. He was. Hey, it looked like he, he was shredding oof, up pretty good. He was. I know yeah. his knees were really bothering. He was just uh, bitching about his knees, like yeah. could like barely walk. I think he had a cane at one point. Like he was like before you ask, is he going to ask about the fight? Oh yeah, on the New Jersey but, broad a uh, boardwalk in nineteen ninety. Oh wait a minute, you said craziest parking lot fight, but we oh, can go with boardwalk fight. Craziest, craziest park. Let's go. Yeah, just, let's do it. No, I like where you're heading because you're, you're still going to make him happy here. All, all right. right, so let's go with craziest. Boardwalk fight. 1993, New Jersey. It was probably after this picture. It was probably right after that. Yeah, 1993, New Jersey. Yeah. A whole bunch of us went to the race, whatever. Yeah. We went to the, you know, everybody goes to the boardwalk after the race. Yeah, of course. So we're hanging out. Workley Goldsmiths. And somebody, uh, somebody had a, somebody, I don't know who, had a bike on the boardwalk. Like, not one of our friends, Mm -hmm. but there was like a bike on the boardwalk. Right. Boardwalk. And one of my friends hopped on and rode it around. Didn't yeah. steal it. Kind of put it back. Mm-hmm. These two dudes and a girl came over. We're at 
like a pizza baller. Yeah. Dude comes over and uh, starts running his mouth. Oh boy. So I think I think Heath. And yeah. like I said, this was the mid nineties, so we were Yeah. Or early nineties. So we were Yeah. We had our crew going. We were we were brawling a lot. Yeah. So the guy starts running his mouth and there's gotta be like seven kid like seven of us guys around. Right, right. I might have been the strongest, <laughs> but all, my friends could all scrap pretty good. Like yeah, yeah. they were I hung out with some dudes that could that could brawl. But anyway. Yeah. All I think all of a sudden, I think Heath's running his mouth to the guy because like we just tell him like you know beat it you know something bad's gonna happen. I think one right. of the guys like punched somebody, and it just started a melee. Yeah. And oh, uh, I remember I got in a straight up like like boxing match with this one dude, and I yeah. lit him up. And all I remember here is Vic yelling, "Yeah, Sean!" And I was like tuning this guy up, and Vic is just like watching, just like egging it on. And uh, oh my god. Yeah, we lit up these two dudes. We got arrested. I uh, so I don't I don't know if Vic got arrested, but five or six of us got arrested. Yeah, I wasn't allowed in New Jersey basically for like nineteen years. They suspended my driver's license because I blew off my court date. Oh, and then yeah, when I moved to California, I went to get a California license, and they're like, "No, nah, you got yeah, something yeah. pending in New Jersey." Yeah, so I knew what it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll keep my Rhode Island license. Sure. So when I moved back to Mass, uh, I still had a Rhode Island driver's license. Yeah. And a buddy of mine that got arrested with me mm-hmm. also had his license suspended in New Jersey. Yeah. We had a truck driving job. So now Rhode Island finally caught on to like the 49 other states. Like if you had any pending charges somewhere else you couldn't renew your license oh, okay so he was like hey we gotta go to new jersey and uh straighten out our driver's license we had we had gone racing but sure. we every time we drove through new jersey we'd make everybody else drive yeah because yeah, we got yeah. pulled over we we're gonna get arrested and right right taken away yeah so we finally went to new jersey uh i think it was 19 16 to 19 years later i can't remember yeah so we rolled into the courthouse and got it all straightened out but we were like had a warrant out in New Jersey for sixteen to nineteen years. Oh my god! But Vic was Vic was there on the boardwalk and watched the whole whole fight and everything. Man, yeah, it was pretty wild. And the best parking lot brawl has got to be. We used to call it Center Point. Uh, we used to have the Center Point crew. Yeah, it was at my friend's house in the parking lot right next door. Uh huh. We had a bunch of brawls there. So is that like the meat spot? It was it was the meat spot, yeah. It was the meat spot where Did everybody you ever worry about people pulling knives and it just like no. Now we just we, come bare bare hands. Yeah. Everyone knew the rules. If you were gonna just, brawl. It was it was I, I mean there was we had some things. We had cue balls and socks. We had uh <laughs> some brass knuckles. Really? Tire billies. So shit did get wild. We always had Ooh, so they were what you could consider well not consider they were weapons yeah in a way yeah we yeah. had we had stuff in case wow. somebody had something other than their hands or if they had a knife or whatever yeah. but uh yeah yeah those were some pretty easy like, that would really scare me yeah. yeah but yeah Vic and them guys used to come down we'd all hang out there and go yeah. ride around get chased I'm gonna read you the questions but I don't think we have enough time. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he, he said, ask him if he remembers breaking down on 95 in the Bronx, coming home from South Park, and how crazy it was. Anytime you break down in the Bronx, or even get stuck in the Bronx. He, yeah, I guess he was, I think it was my escort. 
Uh, so we hit a bump super hard in the tunnel. Yeah. And my Escort had this uh, fuel su- shutoff switch. Like in an accident, it would shut off the fuel to your car. Yeah. So I must have hit the bump so hard that it triggered the thing. And my oh, car like yeah. kind of basically ran out of gas. This was Rick Miller said, uh, pimped out Escort to National. So it yeah. ties in with that. Anyway. And, uh, yeah. We were like stuck in the Bronx, like trying to figure out why my car like just broke down. Right. It was pretty interesting. And it was like middle of the night too. Yeah. So it wasn't. Which, yeah, there's no, that's, that's the uh, city that never sleeps. That's yeah. the borough that never sleeps. Yeah. Um, and then he, he said, when did you switch? I like this one. When did the switch turn on to starting to eat right? And what motivates you to keep training and stay at the level you're at? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I eat right. I guess I just, I eat kind of whatever. Yeah. But the switch turned uh, like 2000, you know, five, uh, 2005 I'll say is when it really flipped. Yeah. When I started winning, like I told you, like I started winning. Uh-huh. Different sponsors started taking notice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was, I was getting more through sponsorship because sure. I was winning more I was more valuable yeah and so and I could probably never afford to do as much racing yeah as I could as, I, as I've done without a sponsor right so my goal was to be the best I could be yeah to get my stuff paid for to travel right because I never wanted to let them down like right. I always went to win to win for me mm-hmm. but not to let them down yeah. so that switch was like you know 2005 like I was just like I'm going to be the best. I want to be the best. I want to be the guy to beat. It's expensive to sponsor something. Yeah. So, uh... It's pretty cool that you acknowledge that you knew you were... It was someone else's money you were playing with. Yeah, I don't... You know, like... And that's the thing. Like, I miss out a lot on these races that I go to. Yeah. Um, Like, I've gone to Vegas a bunch of times for races. Like, when I first got picked up on Dan's, me and a few dudes went out there. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh... I was fresh on Dan's and I was like, yeah. I got to go out there and win. Right. Because I'm not going to let down Dan's. I just paid right. for me everything on it. But like, part of me is like, I'm out in Vegas. Let's, let's go yeah. party and have fun. You know right. what I mean? Right. But I can't, I don't want to be hung over and like, yeah. mess it up for them. Like, they just spent a good amount of money on me to go out there and like win, right. you know? Right. And plus, I want to win. Like, I knew the rider count was good. So like, I couldn't screw it up and I want to jeopardize so yeah yeah my switch yeah. was always on mm-hmm. for racing because I always wanted to be the best I always I always wanted to be the guy to beat no sure. matter who was in the gate you know yeah I always wanted somebody to pick out Dupree's gonna win yeah you know what I mean like yeah. that's just what I want so that switch was always like on yeah. from like 2005 I don't know I'd venture to say that you went through enough years of I mean you and I would struggle to make mains like that yeah you went through enough years of that of probably not wanting to be like that right, anymore yeah. because to me i mean i just quit instead right but you know when you turn super you either do it or you don't right. that's why i stopped there's yeah. no way i could keep up you know have a family yeah ride enough to be competitive right so i would think this and everyone I'm pointing at this picture sean i in a in a main I, I would imagine Heckler won, I'm guessing. That's Clevenger, I think, on the outside. Okay. Um, and Billy Steinhoff, maybe? Someone like that? Oh, yeah, maybe. Florida. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm guessing Heckler won. Or Zalewski, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Zalewski was always good, though. Oh, yeah, he was quick. He was real quick. But I wasn't willing to put in the time yeah. 
to to get more than fourth. I didn't know how to do you it right I mean? then either. I kind of figured it all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when I was lifting then, I was just lifting to be big and mm-hmm. strong. I wasn't doing it for performance side of it. I right. fig- I learned and figured a lot of that stuff out. Yeah. But uh, I like the training aspect of it because I like... Right. I want to be the best. I don't... I'm but not you second. have to lose to want yeah. to know. Second sucks. Yes. Like I don't care. Anybody right. that gets second and is happy about it, then you don't have that killer mindset. And there's not many people that have that mindset. I, I don't think. I got second at the Grands. I was mm-hmm. pissed. Right. got third at the Worlds. People would be happy with a third of the Worlds. I, I wanted to throw my bike. Right. I was, I was like, well, screw third. No one remembers third. All right. So, I mean, it's that's, the same with that's my drive every yeah. time too. Like, yeah. I'm not happy with, mm. I'm not happy with just making the main. I'm not happy yeah, yeah. with top three. Sure. Like, I want to win. Yeah. And that's, so that's my, that's my switch. You know yeah. I mean? So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. You want to finish on a fun one? Yeah, sure. I'm going to drop them off that one, the George Costanza, I mean Costa, asked me, uh, "What was your the funniest story that you've ever had racing?" I'll t- I took out Billy Thompson once at Port Jervis, and we we fake wrestled in the turn. Oh really? We rolled. He was winning the main, and I just squared him up and just I just took him. I plowed him hard. I he was him. always a good guy. But we fake wrestled for a little bit, and they they were trying to break us up. They thought we were yeah, really yeah. wrestling. <laughs> We weren't at all, but anyway, that was my. Who story. who asked that? Uh, that was Matt Dallas. Funnest times, I guess, is just hanging out after the races. I don't, but I don't know. I, I, that's the that's the part that I'm trying to like. That's why I'm like kind of done with racing because none of it's fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always my fun is winning. Like, yep. yeah, I won thirty mains last year. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. cool. You know, like yeah. I don't um, go and have fun. I don't get drunk and it, it, party it, with everybody after. Yeah. Like, I'll go out and have dinner and have some drinks. Sure. I don't do anything like you know, it makes, fun. It makes perfect sense. You it know? makes perfect, absolute perfect sense. I mean, I probably had more fun in like the 90s with my friends. Like, mm. we might go. Because you weren't in that Go karts, but I wasn't, I wasn't winning and I wasn't yeah. doing good. Now it's just all, it's like business. I, and I'm just kind of like, it's kind of I, tiring I, now, you know? But I hate yeah. losing. That's the problem. Yeah. If I don't train and I go to the next race and yeah. I lose, I'm gonna be pissed off, and then yeah. I'm gonna train to to win. What's cool is I'm hearing what I'm hearing from you is, I've never really interviewed someone that wins. Previously, wasn't winning. Right. Back when you and I raced. Yeah. To someone that's so focused that you've won a lot, and now it's to the point of, eh, that's not satisfying me anymore. Like I've I've never talked to someone that's that focused you just true athletes yeah. are like you you're a true athlete i don't know many people like that yeah it's you not that I'm, I mean? t- I'm not tired of winning because uh, i like winning i, I that's my goal is I to win every time you know what i mean but yeah but yeah, like yeah. and i still get satisfied every win it's just like i'm missing the fun out of of everything else that goes along with it but you've already experienced it so how many ways yeah. can you do it differently to make it fun? I, I don't... I know. It, it's tough because this is not the reason why I got into BMX. Sure. I got in because it was fun and I loved it. Right. And I still do love it. Right. I'm just... I'm at one, I'm at the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like at the serious like... Yeah. It's win or, win or nothing. You know what I mean? Because it's where time, bef- right? Where before it was like ride my bike, have yeah. fun, yeah. hang out with my friends and I th- have I, a ball, you know? Yeah. I... I I think it's because we're getting older. Yeah. And to spend that kind of time 
yeah, like I was saying, like I drive, say I go to Rock Hill next weekend, I drive 15 hours. Yeah. You know, you get 15 minute practice on right. Friday, well, Thursday. Sure. I get up Friday morning, I get 15 minutes of practice. Yeah. Chances are I'll probably transfer out my first round, mm-hmm. both bikes. Yeah. Say it's 40 seconds each. Uh, how many laps am I going to get in practice? Three mm-hmm. to four. Right. At, say, just say a minute a piece. It's insane. Yeah. When I've totaled up the yeah. four days that I've spent there, right. the 30 hours in travel, and I've ridden the track for 10 minutes, yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of over that part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Where I could drive 15 hours and go to that place. There's a mountain, bar, a mountain, bike, a mountain bike park. Right. Where I could ride for four hours. Mm-hmm. Probably 12 hours in three days. Yeah. It makes up for the travel that I'm going to spend. Yeah. So I'm kind of, that's, that's my fact of why I've had enough right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, just, I need something different. I need to, I need to find, try to find the fun back yeah. of the fun part of it. Right. As much as the winning is fun to me. Right. You know? Right. It's kind of weird. It's a kind of catch-22 to me. I don't think many of us right now have it quite sorted out yet. We're, we're at a, we're at a time that we didn't, you, you don't plan for this time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You figure it out when you get to this point. That's what I think. So right. I'm, I'm, if I talk to you again in say five years, I think you'd have it pretty well. Yeah. Sorted out. I think we're in this in between phase. That's all. Right. Yeah. Plus, I figured I'd give the guys that can't get a number one when me, JT, and Roll are around <laughs> to get a chance. Then I'm just going to show up. Why are those guys, have they backed off too? Raul quit a few years back. Oh, he did. And he okay. turned that pro. Uh, JT's still, he seems like he's still into racing, so, yeah. you know, he'll, can't imagine, yeah. you know, it's many people beating him. I mean, right, right. he would get, you know, he's always, we've always battled for number one anyway, sure. so. Yeah. And Carnes doesn't feel like he's going to race much anymore. Oh. And man. if I'm not racing much, it kind of <laughs> leaves yeah. three, you know, right. three spots to open up for people who've yeah. kind of been hoping and wishing. Right, right. I just kind of wanted to talk some shit to some people. <laughs> it's funny. It is funny. Because you dominate it. It gives some people some hope. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, have that, you have that freaking grin on that I haven't seen in a long time. It's just, it's just funny. I, I like this. Is, no, it cracks me up. All right, so uh, we're pretty we're pretty much done. I mean, there's other there's other stuff, but I think we'll uh, I think we'll leave the rest to uh, for people to to guess and I, I'll let you check them out after. But thank you for doing it. Is there yeah. anything else you wanted to say before we wrap it up? I mean, no. Thanks for wanting to do the podcast with me. I, I, I mean, it's kind of like flattering that somebody would want to talk to like an old dude still racing BMX. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when there's so many, I feel like interesting or other people you know there's, yeah, thanks a, there's there's other people but everyone's interesting yeah I, I, everybody has their own interesting aspects of themselves yeah. that's what makes but you interesting. just that last part that we talked about i never thought about it from that perspective because i didn't win yeah you know what i mean but i still had fun in a different way so yeah. we've led two different lives and, yeah. and anyone that's led a different life which is everybody yeah is interesting to talk to so yeah. i I don't know. I just thought about it and said, first of all, you had that number one title. No one else in New England has one. Yeah. Aside from George, he has two. He told me that many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is awesome too. But I mean, that's pretty unique. Yeah. I don't, I don't know a lot of friends that have that. I've got, in fact, I have no friends that have that. Yeah. Maybe in, no, 
No, none. Because the rest were individual NBL titles back then. Yeah. From from when I was in it. Right. Yeah. So you know, overall amateur titles, there ain't many of those yeah. floating around. Is that? Yeah. Well, you're 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 welcome to to uh, thank you for saying that. You're welcome. It's uh, it's it's fun, man. Yeah. I mean, I interviewed an AT through hiker a few months back. I mean, it's like, it's just to me, it's like, just it's. Uh, just talking to different people and hearing different people's stories is just the, to me it's interesting you know yeah I don't I talk to people customers at work like like that too you know yeah, yeah. I just happen to have this fun way to do it and people I I guess the big thing is people want people want to hear it and I'm more than happy to be yeah, the guy cool. that goes and collects it because yeah. that's fun for me yeah I'm flattered if people want to hear like my side of things you know kind of they you know. to- they totally do, and and I uh, actually when Shannon sent the uh, the response back, the comment to you, yeah, I told him I was trying to do a little more on the BMX interview side. I should mix in more riders, racers, yeah, you know, because they're out there, and whether they're from our era back in the '90s that you and I were both in, yeah, or an era that you're part of now that I don't know much about. It's still fun to talk to him, you yeah. know. Tried to get Darren Waterbury to do it. He won't do it. He won't do it? No. Damn. Nah, he wouldn't respond even. He read it. He just didn't respond. Oh. Because he would be good. Because yeah. he's one of those guys that that was a time when uh, he could have gone to California. Yeah. And made a real career out of it. Yeah, he probably could have. I mean. Yeah. Good he was good. With the music. Yep. Fast. He had it. Yeah. Hey, he would have been. He would have pimp out in Cali. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> You, you know yeah. he would, but for what he would have got the problem. He would have got what, stuck there, wrapped up in the music world and yeah, sunset. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. So it's a, it it's funny because people like that uh, would be would be interesting. But yeah, it's um because with him it's more of a. I'm sure he thinks about the what ifs, like what it, you know, and physically he's just he's his body's beat up from being he did come back for a little bit he He came back i think zaluski came back for a little bit yeah um i hope it doesn't go the wrong way but it was it was good when like these guys came back granted it wasn't their prime Mm -hmm. when they used to smoke me what is good i got to beat them yeah yeah. finally you know what i mean like sure like shan for instance like i remember racing him in factory free agent or whatever yeah and you know he used to kill me yeah, man, it was nothing better than beating on him when yeah. he came back, and yeah. he got back to competitive. So then, when he got back to being competitive, it was nothing better than like smoking him and yeah, yeah. and ripping on him, you know. Right. But right. you know, beating you know some old legends to me, like like sure. Darren and Mark. Like I remember them just waxing me all yeah. the time. You yeah. Know, that eighteen over expert. Yeah. It was good to finally like get an edge on them, you know. Sure. Because they were so dominant when we were growing up. Yeah. You know? No, they yes. absolutely were. Like they were, I remember, you know, go to any Connecticut race or New Jersey, mm-hmm. and those dudes were just blazing fast. And they were, yeah. I mean, Darren won, I think, ground control, super, uh, super class, class title. title. I yeah. think that's back when they had super cruiser. Yeah. Excuse me, maybe I'm wrong, but for some reason, I think he, I thought he doubled up that year. He probably did. I, I think mean, he, super cruiser and super and he, he battled with a lot of dudes. I think he's had an eighteen that's an eighteen over expert title. Uh yeah, I think he got that too. So he, yeah, he was, and that was a hard he was, one. He was a badass back, you know. Yeah, and for a Connecticut guy, yeah, you know, it's so many dudes from like Connecticut, and New York in the eighties, nineties that were yeah. just so good. 
mostly yeah. in the 90s because that's when I I came yeah. back late 87 you know but like so the sure. 90s were more but so yeah. many good dudes out of Connecticut and yeah and like Long Island mm-hmm. New York area yeah it's definitely insane. of the things I know it's what I know the most about right yeah, yeah. you know so it's crazy not to right. uh, and I, I I just worry about BMX in general it's racing I feel like you get a different I feel like you get a different interview from mm-hmm. a racer versus a trail rider yeah the drive to be eight other dudes at one time you know right it's a it's a different mindset you know what it's I mean? a it, it's it's a really it's a different sport because you don't know like there's no trail rider that's like oh I lost to so and so the other day down at Cody's place, so now I'm gonna beat him today at Pinewood. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, like that's exactly. not. It's not right. Me, right. it's like oh, I lost to so and so at the Grand. So Virginia, I'm gonna whoop on him. You yeah, know, yeah. like it's. Yeah, I think you get a different mindset into like an athlete. Like you said, not that yeah. trail trail riders are definitely athletes. Whether they, whether they want to admit or not. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they are. I think you got a different mindset. You know, you ah totally. You know, I go to the track to rip. Mm-hmm. 20 gates a night right they go to like some of them drink yeah. some PBRs with their buddies and right and keep riding and flow some <laughs> trails and make some good edits you know yeah yeah but, but that's the fun part of it you know what yeah. I mean like that's where you just let go and that's what uh-huh. that part of BMX is all about you know what I mean right but if you go into BMX racing with that attitude right you're not gonna last that long no cause you're gonna get lit up yeah. and be like screw this Discouraged. like I'm tired yeah. of getting whooped on like well, yeah. I don't want to race that jock who's like jacked up and yeah. just did sprints this morning. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It's two it's, different it's not like before when you could ride your trails. Yeah. Race. You know, it's it's yeah. it's different. I mean, I do feel like we, we definitely had a good era to ride. But you've also told me so many things today that make me think, wow, that would have been cool to be around for it after mm-hmm. I quit. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of good things happen, too. So it's, I don't know, I I, I think people should try both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's not many fosters coming out of anymore. You know, like you're either a trail rider or you're like a a racer. You know, you're not. Although I think trails are amazing for Mm -hmm. training. Yeah. Because there's some trail riders. Mm -hmm. Or there's, they might not do all their sprints and stuff, but they Mm -hmm. can go ride the trails all day long and come back to track and still do pretty good. But if they, because they got so much. Bennett was like that, right? Hmm? Wasn't Kyle Bennett like that? Yeah, but he was pretty strict at racing too. I mean, oh, he, he could okay. ride. Yeah, like yeah he, he, had, he had trails. A, like, he had a legit trainer. Ooh. Yeah, like he was under the squat rack. Oh, he okay. did his sprints. Okay, but he could ride trails. Mike Day could ride trails. Yeah. Bubba yeah. Harris could ride trails. You know, like yeah, Barry Nobles could ride trails. Those are all good dudes. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know how Connor or Sam, when Sam was riding, you know, he right, said he didn't right. care too much about the trail aspect. Right. But then again. You're bombing supercross track every day. Yeah. That shit's gotta be fun in itself because you're jumping forty foot gaps. Yeah. Like that shit's fun. You're like yeah. that's that's adrenaline rushing too, you know? Right, right. So yeah, the two different yeah. two different animals in the mindset, right. you know? Right. But uh I it's rare to leave something like this and not learn something. Yeah. You know, and yeah. to me that's 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 pretty cool. Right. And you know from the people you're still in touch with about what's going on like Brandon Christie yeah about what's going on and he probably never touched a gate you know it's because he's from a different era yeah, yeah. and uh so you get to hear a little bit about the other side too well yeah. you still get to hear about the racing side from yeah. uh from um 
George. Yeah. So it's, I just think everyone should have an open mind, and and I'm lucky enough that I I am able to put this stuff together and and get a little bit of everyone's open mind and yeah, then yeah. whatever people want to listen to, listen to it. And right, yeah. It's all for fun, man. Yeah, it is. You know, That's what bikes are supposed to be about all about fun. Yeah. Nah. Once I get talking, like I like talking about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, me too. Me too. It, gets, like it brings you right back. You know, like, and that's the thing. Like we have such a long history. Yeah. We've known each other since the early nineties. Yeah. Like yeah. Go, we know what racing was way back it, then and yeah. it doesn't matter if it's been twenty years. Right, yeah. I'm I'm still gonna give you a fucking bear hug at yeah. at, at Tulsa, you know, and, yeah. and be like <laughs> Yeah. It's Sean. Damn it, guy's big. It's funny. But uh yeah. yeah, it's all good stuff. So thank sure. you for doing it. I yeah, appreciate man, it. Yeah, I right, appreciate you coming shut down. This, yeah, no problem. If your dinner was cold, it's warm, and if yeah, it's warm, yeah. it's cold. 